and everything that you can never be. I know. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. I know. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show. Shovel to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. Hideout. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The hideout starts now. Be somebody. Be somebody. What's new? What are you doing, Hapa? Ah, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. It is 106.7 WJFK. I am Hefe. That is J-Dubs. And we are live on a Saturday night with you. Do feel free to hop back into your old comfortable place, the hideout. When they work, we have phone numbers 800-636-1067. The most reliable way right now talk with us is on the AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. Hideoutradio.com is our website. In fact, I'd love for someone just to call in now Yes. and see if we can even test the phones. Uh, that would be epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will uh, attempt to go from there. For those of you that do not know, Hefe and Dubs, uh, that's us. We used to broadcast uh, from Washington, D.C. on WJFK. We did the Hideout Saturday nights. We did late nights. Then we went to Orlando to Real Radio 104.1. Budget cuts, Clear Channel got a hold of us. Now we're back mm-hmm. uh, right here at WJFK. However, not broadcasting from 10800 Main Street. We have our own secret light location in Florida. Yes. In Tampa, Florida that we are at right now. So, uh, current temperature 74 degrees. <laughs> to enjoy <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, certainly, although we'd give anything to be back in D.C. All right. We are live, like we said, um, 800-636-1067. We'll attempt to, to try the phones. As we've had some connection issues at the beginning, but I am assuming everything is fine right now. We pride ourselves on being a very interactive show with the instant messengers, with the phones, uh, with the websites, including uh, the updated podcasts that are up on WJFK.com. That's absolutely correct. And... Uh, yeah, and then there's all the uh, different websites where people can talk with us uh, through the, the the bulletin boards or whatever they call them. Web now. boards. The web boards. Uh, I'd like to give a plug out because I've been getting yelled at for not promoting third tier board. Third tier board. And in that's our career. Tier. Yeah. Third, <laughs> it, I mean, Are we just first tier on third tier? I think so. I Actually, there we're still uh, probably four or five down on the thread list. Okay. Well, hello to the third tier board and all mm-hmm. the other boards, including uh, the original one that took hold of us, and that's HideoutHeretics.net, where you can get all the old shows of the Hideout from Washington, D.C., and previous inceptions, and also to uh, Real Radio 104.1 in Orlando, Florida. J-Dubs, coming up tonight, we got some prizes to give away. Yes. Also, too, the Big Old Dukes Rewind follows us at 9 o'clock. I would assume it would be a little bit easier to talk to the people this evening because there's no Redskins football going on and there are no debates. However, there is playoff football. Yeah, we got a couple more weeks left of that. And then hopefully you guys are bored enough just to sit there for all three hours. I'd love that. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Are you kidding me? We'll do the hideout headlines. We got some audio for you. And uh, 
just really excited to be with you guys. All right, my friends. Dubsy, we're going to mix things up a little bit. We always used to start with the headlines, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Uh, we are going to use this opening segment just to kind of get our radio legs, if you would. Now, some people remember us. Some people uh, don't care. <laughs> but more than anything else, Dubs and I have been working together for how long? Almost ten years now, wouldn't you say? Uh, well, probably eight years we've been working. Since uh, 2000? Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. And here we are, back on Saturday nights, huh? Sitting in this cold uh, studio overlooking Tampa, Florida. All right, so we've been... Now, let me ask you this honestly, J-Dubs. Yeah. Friends, are we? I would say so. Are we best friends? I don't like where this is going because it seems like you're buttering me up to uh, attack me in some sort of no, way. No, come on. But are we yes, best friends? Yes, we are. All right, we're very good friends. Yes, we're very good friends. Dubs and I. Now, here's what's interesting Okay. about just the relationship. I mean, anybody who, in, first of all, in today's economy, everyone has a roommate. Mm-hmm. If you're living alone, then you're living high on the hog. Mm-hmm. So it's really odd because after Dubs and I got let go from Clear Channel in Orlando, mm-hmm. you know, we um, we we split our separate ways. Yep. We kept the team together. Yep. But I moved to Tampa, Florida, so my girlfriend could finish out school at USF. Dubs was living with his girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and then she leaves him for another man. Yep. And Dubs calls me and is like, you know, what am I gonna? What did, do you remember? Did you? No, I really don't remember how it all transpired uh, for me to move out to Tampa, Florida. Yeah, because you you wanted to. You didn't want to stay with your chick, like you wanted a bolt immediately. Yeah, I well, I, I we had uh, the apartment in Orlando for like three or four months following the breakup because we had the lease. Right. I didn't want to stay there that long. Now, why not? Because that would be a little awkward. I think I don't think anybody wants to live with their ex, you know, in the same place in a one bedroom apartment. Right. No, I I completely understand that. So, so I wanted a bull. I think I considered moving to Michigan, where I'm from. Yes. I considered a few different things, but uh, what ended up happening, I moved uh, our west to Tampa, Florida, and living with you guys. Living in, moving in with me and my girlfriend. Yeah. Now, anyone who's had a roommate before, by the way, it's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's It's... It's a lot of fun on a, on a number of different ways. Okay. Um, because, like, you have your best bud with you. You have your best girl with you. Now, you know we're going to have to do this show two and a half hours following whatever you're going to bring up here. Right. Okay. okay. But I figured it would get the show off to oh, a nice I'm sure. start. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Because here's what's interesting. Like, Dubs and I are very good friends. Yeah. And we're a great team Terrific. on the air together. And then we have to live together, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone else has ever had that where you live. We're li- basically married. Yeah. Married and working together. But, I mean, I guess not working together because we only see each other really on the weekends. Right. It, it, really during this show. So it's this odd situation where you have this this marriage slash friendship slash professional life mm-hmm. that is intertwined almost yeah. too much. Yeah. Do you think that us living together has at all hurt the show? I don't think so. Do you? Really? I'm going to take that as a yes on your side. I don't think it's hurt the show. 
I will say, I don't know if we're as good of friends because we're living together. I don't know if that... Because here's the thing. I'm with my chick, Mm -hmm. and you are the third wheel. And so, well, I mean, that would that's the way some people would describe it. If you, Including yourself. No, no, that's, I didn't mean it like that. But, but like, you're the, you know, you're like that extra helping that is good, but also goes right to your hips. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying it right. I'm not saying it right. That, find another insulting way. I, I know that's what you're digging for. I'm not meaning to. Okay. How do you feel in that house with me and my chick? Um, do you feel uncomfortable? Whenever I do feel uncomfortable or I do feel like I'm in the way, I try to leave and go to my my quarters, my yeah. room. Which is really small and crap, yeah. and I feel really bad for you because it's really small. And I, you know, I think you should be you know, somewhere that's bigger. I don't, so you want me to move out? Not at all. That's not at all what I'm saying. I think you're completely... Like misidentifying what I'm trying to get across here. I, well, please identify it because I'm lost if it's not that. Dude, I don't want you moving out. But I feel like <clears throat> before we can move on as a show, mm-hmm. before we can go on and do the headlines, mm-hmm. I feel like we need to come up with a solution to our living situation. Now, for those well, of you. We don't see each other, so I don't. I, I, please explain to me a little bit more. I'm going to explain to you, and I'm going to explain to the listeners a little okay. bit more. It's the hideout. I'm Hefe. That's Third Wheel Dubs. And I don't want you to feel bad over there. I don't want you to. I want you to feel like you have a say in this. Oh, by all means. Now, here's the honest thing. I need you to be honest with me. All right. All right. Because you and I could have easily talked about this off the air. Yeah, we could have. But you know, I felt like it would be better radio to do it on the air. Oh. Thank you for that executive decision. I'm, I appreciate that. A, a lot of times he'll bring out something up to me. I'll go, no, wait, let's do this on the air. This time, no, not even on the prep sheet. No, it's not even on the prep sheet because I didn't want you to see. Well, it is on the prep sheet if you're taking a look at it. Since when? It's that very first segment one intro, half and dubs, the roommates. <laughs> oh, okay. That really uh, <laughs> breaks it down. So here's what I'm asking you. And now I feel like it's a little uncomfortable. So. I feel like our relationship has been strained. Oh, okay. Because of our living arrangement. Oh, okay. And now, I want you to be honest. I don't want you to be upset. I need, We need to discuss this. So, on air is therapy. Because I can't talk to you off the air. Sure you can. I really can't anymore. Because in the last year, I have grown up. We are friends that have grown apart. I have grown up, and it feels to me like you have reverted to teenage angst. Dubs is a teenager now. When he very first moved in, he he cleaned, he did every dish, he took out the trash. He was a good dude. I'm now living with a 13-year-old. That doesn't turn you on as much. No, it's not the okay. same. I don't. You you look like you're embarrassed. You, you're I'm not faced. embarrassed. I'm. Uh, Are you angry? No, I'm wondering what you're proposing. Well, here's the thing. Okay. And I want you to know this, Dubs. 
You're one of my like top seven best friends. Oh, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I wish your MySpace list reflected that, but okay. You're number one, and I actually thought about changing it before I was going to have this conversation. Okay. Dude, I'm not going to tell you to move out. I would never, ever, ever. You wouldn't tell me that, but you would... Uh... I'm going to kind of nudge you out. Okay. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't want you to move out at all. Look at me. You're not even looking at me. What do you want? I want our relationship to be more professional off the air, if that makes any sense. No, it doesn't. I need to, I need us to feel like we're in it together. Because part of the problems is that Dubs has a dog. Yes. That behaves poorly. She does not. She continuously eats food off the counters. And Dubs refuses to do anything about it. Once again this week, she ate something off the counter, and it drove me insane. And Dubs cannot break his dog of bad habits. And this is like the umpteenth time we've talked about this on the show. Much less off the air. So now, what I have decided to institute, you look upset. What have you decided to institute? Euthanizing the dog. No. That is... that. Are you willing to do that? No. All right. Well, then I'm going to offer my next solution. Okay. First of all, let's try Chris on line one. See if that works. Chris, you there? Yeah. How you doing? Chris, you going to hide out on JFK? Yeah. How you doing, fellas? Yeah. For whatever reason, I'm having a problem. Put him back on hold and let's see if we can figure this out at some point, boys. Yeah. We can't talk to Chris. Dubs, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hand you something. Hold on. I don't want. Don't be mad. I'm what not you, mad. What are you feeling right now? I need you to talk. I to me. I am wondering what you're getting at here. That's all. I'm waiting for. I don't know. I'm waiting for something here. What kind of other fe- than euthanizing the dog? What kind of feeling do you have in your belly? Is it a? It's of. Uh, it's an anxious feeling of. What? Now, you know I'm not going to kick you out. Okay. And you know I'm not going to have you kill the dog mm-hmm. because you won't. Otherwise, that would make everything better. I think a relation. I think the dog's getting between our friendship. So I'm going to hand you something, and I'd like you to read it aloud. Read it aloud. All right. Justin J-Dubs. Bill, week 106 to 112, 2008. It is a bill. Cody, dog, steals food off the stove again. $20. Did she steal a New York strip steak? It doesn't matter. All four uh, doors left unlocked. $20. Three back doors left unlocked. $15. Bathroom breaks for dog, $2 per break, $12. And then there's a total of $67, a tip, and then the total, including tip. Payment due date, Saturday the 19th, 10% late charge for every seven days not paid. Previous balances still apply. That is... Eh! 
Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't rip that up. I I just don't want people to uh, be able to steal my information off this bill. <laughs> don't put it in the shredder. What are you doing? Let's talk about this. Oh, okay. You can't rip up a bill. That's a legal binding document. It's not. There's no notary on this thing. Damn, I should have thought of that. What are you throwing it away for? We need to well, talk about it's this. It's tore up now. I don't want to keep just loose pieces of paper in my hand. That'd be ludicrous. 800-636-1067. Let's try Chris on line one again. Chris, are you there? Yeah, how you doing? All right. Guys, we got to get an engineer on. Yeah. Can this is a talk me? show. We we came back to JFK so we could talk to the people. Otherwise, we could just do this on the couch. <laughs> Dubs, what do you think about this bill? Is it fair? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like you and I have had discussions about your dog and about the things that are on this, and I don't feel like it's sinking through. So now i got to feel like I put a monetary price on it. Like, now it, ha- now it has meaning. Before it's just words. Before it's just my girlfriend begging you to lock at least one door in the house so someone doesn't break in and rape her. Before it was just a joshing of, hey, your dog, it's eating eight chicken breasts off the stove. Do something about it, please. I think if this has gotten to a point of strain in the relationship where you think that uh, a bill is in order, it might be time for me to move out. I don't think it is. Because here's the thing. As far as rent goes, and I'm not going to say how much you're paying for rent, it's very, there's nothing wrong there. You know what I mean? Like, it's a mm-hmm. very good situation for you to be living yeah. in. It's a very cheap situation. I just need a way for things to get through to you. Because talking, anyone who's had a roommate knows this. Whenever you have a roommate and they do things that continuously over and over again, all right, now you're mad. Now you're playing with the tape. Your upper lip is sweating, and you're not even looking at me. It's uncomfortable. It's almost sad. How is it sad? Because I didn't want to have to do this. Oh, I I forced your hand. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Am I out of line with this? No. It's your guys' place. You guys can put any rules that you guys want in place now never mind it's let's just say it's not you and me and it's someone else take our take ourselves out of it am i out of line if someone tells you hey my roommate is fining me for things that i'm not doing would you think that was an ass move it doesn't matter what i think no it does no it doesn't it does it absolutely does not matter what i think it is your guys for the sake of good radio it does Whatever rules you guys feel that need to be in place, that's fine. So you're going to give me the $67? It's yours. Are you going to tip me? No. I don't get a tip? No. You can't make it an even 70? No. How do you look at me now? 25 minutes ago before this show started... You were ready to rock out on the hideout. Mm Mm-hmm. Now what do you want to do? Go to commercial. Uh Uh-oh. 
Are you mad at me? No. Listen. Again, it's your guys' place. No. I have no problem with whatever you guys want to uh, install, like, a, a warning. That would be nice. I haven't asked you on all these no, before. No, no. Uh, all right, maybe the charging you $2 per bathroom break for the dog was a, is a little out of line. To me, it should be four. I took her out twice last night, by the way. That's why it's 12 not okay. $10. Because, I mean, here's the thing. But that, but see, that's what's so awkward about it. Because you and I are friends. Mm -hmm. We're friends I mean, first. Exactly. That's probably why I should move out. We're friends first and foremost. And we're business partners. And I feel like the intermingling of this all could end up hurting us in the long run. Exactly. However, I have a kind of resentment toward you because of you not being able to do certain things on your end for whatever reason. Be it you're busy, be it you have an awful dog, be it you take too many drugs and you're forgetful. Whatever. And I'm sure you have resentment toward me. A, you're not as good looking as me. B, I'm very athletic. See, I'm getting laid. You know what I mean? Like, these are things that cause resentment within relationships. I have no resentment towards you at all. I understand that you have it towards me for whatever reason. But do you realize you, that... You, I know, feel a need to have some kind of dominance factor over people, and that's fine. I don't I, at all. I know, No, you, you definitely do, and I, I can understand that, and I, I understood that coming in. But you don't realize that the situation that you're in now, considering our financial situations, is a great one. Yes. And all this is is asking you – the reason I've instituted this is because, A, I'm asking you to do more around the house. And then, B, this will help you. Like, by finding you, I'm thinking you'll never have to pay the $35 for leaving the doors unlocked. Dude, you left all the doors unlocked, and we live in the ghetto yeah, well, for the most part. I mean, it could be a nicer neighborhood. We're three blocks away from the ghetto. We're like on that dividing line. And it's numerous times my chick has come home and doors have been just completely left unlocked. I understand. And I apologize. And I apologize to her. I know you do, but you keep doing it. So I'm thinking $20 now. You're going to think to yourself, I'm going to lock these doors. Or does that not work for you? Well, here's the reason why the doors were left unlocked a couple days ago. I've been working 75, 80 hours a week. I woke up five minutes before I had to be at one of my jobs. So I rushed out. It happened. I apologized. But it's more than that. I mean, dude, it, listen, for whatever reason, we're living a life. And you're not. But here's the thing. I understand if that's just for you. You know what I mean? But our, all, all, your dog's in there. Our cats are in there. You know? I mean, that's fine if that's just you. I know. And I, I, I'm not saying it wasn't a wrong thing. All I'm asking and all that bill is for is I just please, I'm begging of you. So you don't like the idea of the bill? No, it's fine. Whatever no, idea you guys want. Stop being passive aggressive. I'm not being passive aggressive. 
I want you to be honest. I am being honest. There's nothing I can say or do about it. Other than give me $67? Yes, you'll get your $67. Do you think you'll have another $67 next week? Will I need another 67 next week? Not if you don't do this. And that's the point of it all. I feel like you're missing what I'm trying to do here. I'm actually trying to help you. This is where I wish we had phone calls. Because now I'm feeling guilty. Don't feel guilty. Well, you're sitting up there. My best friend now is looking at me like I'm an a-hole. Like somehow I've betrayed you. Like, I don't understand your plight. Anyone who's been a roommate, anyone who has a business partnership, these things happen. I've tried discussions. It doesn't work anymore. I'm thinking fines are the only way to go. You are Latrell Sprewell, and I am PJ Carlissimo. I I don't want you to choke me out. I am a tired, overworked guy. And I'm not. You are. I'm putting in just as many hours as you. I am. Between when I have to leave work and when I come back and what I do on the weekends. And I'm doing it for as longer than you have. So I don't want to get into a quote unquote number one match. Because both of our situations suck because we're on the beach. Now, this isn't, this didn't go the way I was hoping it would go. I was thinking you'd be like, you know what, Hefe is a great idea. Thank you. You've helped me. Did you? You're better than Dr. Phil. I'm going to give you this $67 and more. I'm going to give you a tip. That's what the tip portion was for. Hefe, you saved my life. Yes, it hurt my pocketbook, but you know what? You've made me a better person. You're right, Dubs, I have. I did this for you. Not for me, partially for my girlfriend, more so for my cat, Tycho Tyrone. But now we're all a big happy family. And you're just short $67. That's all it cost. This $67, it gets our friendship back. And that's what I miss most. The laughing, the giggling. I'm like, hold on. The caresses. And we can't do that because we have a strained home relationship. See, listen, we're lucky because we're dudes. This isn't like a regular marriage. You know what I mean? We can sit here, we can talk about this stuff. Although your upper lip's wet, and you're not paying attention anymore, and oh, you're just paying attention, and you're despondent, and you're pouting. I'm not pouting like a 13 year old. Do you want to go to timeout? You got a 13-year-old haircut. Dubs this week got a fade with bangs. It's my big boy haircut. He's got school pictures this week. Mm-hmm. Getting my silk shirt on. He's got his dungaroos. All right. So, we're all good? We're good. Are you sure, or are we going to have an eight-minute discussion off the air? Oh, no. No. No discussions. Can we at least converse for the next two and a half hours while we do this show? Probably. No, it can't be probably. It's going to have to be. Do you really think I did this as a power play? I don't know. Why do you, you, 800-636-1067, why do you genuinely think I did this? Like, honestly. I'm sure you're frustrated. 
I'm sure that's that's part of the reason. Do you think I really did this to be a dick? No, not I, I don't think that's your main <laughs> Come on. I don't think that's your main goal in all of this. What do you think my main goal is? I think you are trying to protect your girlfriend, which is understandable. This is, this is yes, I get some blowback from her. That no, is true. no, I, I'm not even saying blowback. You're trying to protect her, not protect yourself from hearing about it, which I understand. But, you know, I think you could have said, hey, I'm going to come up with some kind of fine system or whatever beforehand instead of just handing me a bill. But you don't think that that would have made for great radio? No. If you had run with the bit it had. How is it to run with it? Just go with it. I have gone with it. I would be pissed if my best friend handed me a bill for sixty-seven dollars. I have no, I have no wiggle room here. It's not my place. Twenty dollars for food, Shane. Whatever you guys, I, I'm sure she ate a whole cavalcade of, of food off the table. But twenty dollars—that's not guess. absurd to you. Of course it's absurd, but there's nothing I can do about it. Yes, you I did. didn't see the, the, the food. I've take your word for it. You can I've taken your word that the thing was laced in gold and frankincense. That's what I'm talking about. You didn't try to debate me on the prices? You you know well, what, what I, I you guys I didn't get a itemized bill with uh, where it came from or anything. I knew it came from Publix, and it was off the, the discount part, but I can't prove that. By the way, that's a grocery store because we are in D.C. So it came from Giant in the <laughs> discount part that you used your Giant card on. That's what I was looking for. You got it. Take a break and come back. Hide out headlines, prizes. And I'm really going to need that $67. I'm not kidding. And I need it by Saturday. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Jefe and Jay Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other is screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. They're feeling so wrong and right, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. Welcome back into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Give us a call now, 800-636-1067. The phones are up and running. Hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger. That's always running. Hideout Radio is the name. Hideoutradio.com is the website. Getting you caught up on what's going on in the first uh, part of the hour. Dubs and I are roommates, and um, as a way to be a better friend and to help him, I have begun finding him for things that he does around the house. 
Finding and overcharging. I charge them twenty. It's like I'm staying at a four-star restaurant or it, a hotel. It is. It really is. Um, twenty dollars for his dog eating food that was on the counter. Another twenty for leaving all the doors what? unlocked. Tell me what she ate, because I never got exactly what she ate. Fish. Were they tropical fish? Were they? I don't know. They were deep battered, and they were good. How many did she eat? Did she one? Do you need a whole school? That no. Would cost like twenty it a, bucks. It was a loner. Oh, oh, one lone cod. Mm-hmm. Also, for me having to take her out. Basically, baby. Never had to. Yeah. Well, then I I'll, asked you to. You said yes. I'll then I'll let her. Then, I'll let her whimper and whine because she's holding it because Daddy doesn't care enough about her to walk her and take her out. Every time I'm home, I walk her. I take her out. Sean in Fredericksburg. Let's try this again. You're in the hideout on JFK. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Sean? Hey, Jacob, if he's going to fine you for things, don't you think you should uh, get a reward system for doing things right? Like, uh, since you live with a, his uh, girlfriend and leaving the seat down, uh, maybe you should get uh, $2 every time you leave the seat down. That's a good That's a good point. No, because that's a gentlemanly thing to do. That is the right thing to do. And uh, taking a, an animal out that's in need of uh, a bathroom isn't the right thing? gentlemanly thing to do no or it's feeding not it a nice piece of cod when it's, it's sitting there hungry it, 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 thank you sean it's babysitting and i'm sick of it doggy sitting yeah well whatever it's stupid i wanted my best friend to move in because here's the other thing all right now you know what i'm ready to go now oh, we got okay. phone calls and i know people are going to start lining up on my side <laughs> when dubs moved in and let me say this really quickly and then, this can segue into something else we wanted to talk about and we'll just do the hideout headlines at seven Okay. Dubs needs a woman in the worst way. And he is a woman hater, but he needs I'm a not a woman hater. He hates women because his mother is barely one. And I think that's part of the problem. I can't fight you on that one. Dubs's chick had him like disciplined. She made you into a human being. Now, I hate I hate the bitch. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she left you for another man is awful. And the fact that you bring that up like that. I'm sorry. I, I just, you know, people, we need to set the scene. Okay. But my thing is that when Dubs moved in, he was a grown man. He ate regularly. He helped. And slowly he has devolved into a man child. I was collecting unemployment at the time. I had a lot of time to be able to do a lot of stuff around. And the nature of the schedule has made me, yes, have to uh, neglect things that I normally would do. Dude, your life is affecting me in so many ways. I'm out to eat the other night with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We, we barely get to see each other. We don't want to stay in the house because we have Dubs' filthy animal there eating our food. We can't even eat at home because the food the, the food gets eaten by the dog. I should charge you for that dinner that we went out on. Why? We went to this neighborhood bar. <laughs> You're already charging $20 for a piece of lone cod. So we go to, we go to uh, this bar, and we're there, and our waitress is very rude to us. Just very rude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she doesn't want to be bothered by us. Then all of a sudden she you notice a uh, trend here. Hmm? Then all of, then all of a sudden she comes over. Oh my God! Do you know Justin? 
That's Jadobs for those of you that yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. What, and why does she have a Michigan accent all of a sudden? I don't know, because every girl you date talks the same. <laughs> oh, Justin. Yes, actually, I do. He's my roommate. He's the one who loves the Lions, don't they? They suck. So Dubs, over the course of the football season, mm-hmm. has gone to this one neighborhood bar that has the NFL ticket. Yeah, it's right down the road from us, walking distance. To watch his beloved Lions. Well, I guess you've been talking it up with this waitress. All of them, but particularly this one, yeah. And so... She's my normal waitress when I go there. So now she is bothering me and my girlfriend wanting to know when Justin (laughs) is going to be coming back into the bar because she hasn't seen Justin in forever. Yeah, well, I've been working. That's another thing I've had to neglect, my my normal routine of the, the, what is it, clubhouse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, so uh, this girl is chubby. Yeah, she's got a little thickness to her. She's got gut. I wouldn't say she's got gut. She's just a little thick. You know what she looks like? <laughs> Who? Me. <laughs> no. Oh, and by the way, my girlfriend just brought this up. Dubs doesn't leave the toilet seat down. Yes, I do, because that toilet seat does not go up. It falls down halfway in between a session, so I'm I'm wiping the uh, seat as well. So anyway, Dubs's chubby girlfriend is now bothering me and my girlfriend while we're at dinner. When was she's the- not my girlfriend for one thing? I haven't seen this uh, waitress in I think almost two and a half months. I didn't know she worked there anymore. So Dubs, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. What? How long has it been since you've gotten laid? <sighs> About five months. <laughs> I should find you for that. Why? That's another... I, I've been busy. Another thing I have neglect because I'm working. All right. I can't even... I don't think I can even say this guy's uh, instant messenger name on the uh, on the air. Um, we'll just call him AF. Okay. <laughs> Says, I hate women too, so I can relate, dubs, and then writes a heart. Well, I... Don't know what you're getting at, sir, but thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think if you go any longer, that officially makes you gay. I have one month. <laughs> Six months of not getting laid as a heterosexual male, uh, then you are officially gay. So I have a month to get. And if I get oral, that tacks on 20 days to, for me to get laid. I don't think it works that way. It does work that way. Is Absolutely. there a rule book? I wrote it. I yeah. I think yeah. As a uh, as a man, you write your own rules, and my own rules have always been: if I don't get any in six months, then I am a homosexual. So, getting back to you and this chubby girl. Mm-hmm. Now she's at our neighborhood hangout. Yeah. Are you gonna hit it? I've thought about because she's always flirted with me. I've thought about going for it. it Are you sure she just went excited to eat you? Uh, see <laughs> see you because you were eating food. It would have been a good one if you didn't. I know. If you didn't get all overzealous and jump to the punchline in the middle of the my, setup. My apologies. Um, now I, I actually she's a cool girl. Really? Because when you're that fat, you're usually hot all the time. <laughs> I'm sure it's Florida. Everybody's central air. They're able to keep their thighs nice and cool and unchafed. 
Yeah, but she's she watches the same shows as we do and everything. She's a cool girl. That's why I've always talked to her is because we just would chat it up about Dexter and all that kind of stuff. So you got a girlfriend? No, I don't have a girlfriend. I haven't talked to this girl in over two months. Right. But I probably would hit it. Now, I think that's a bad move. Why? You never have sex. Well, you never, what is it? You never eat where you, uh. Yeah, where you, uh. Poop? Yeah. Because then you could end up ruining that place for us. Mm hmm. So I don't. I, I, well, from your explanation, I guess I already have ruined it. Well, you have partly because now every time I go in there, and he's saying Justin, I don't know, he's somewhere neglecting his dog. I am not. I love that dog. Leaving toilet seats up. <laughs> and you I know that's not true. And I believe he's going around the neighborhood unlocking other doors too. So he's kind of busy, not walking his dog. Well, if I was going around unlocking other doors, I think I'd take my dog with me, don't Prob you? Probably not. Because you're not one for multitasking. That's true. It's a one-track mind. How can I ruin Hefe's day <laughs> and life? So, what are you going to do about this chick? Are you going to hit it? I, I don't know when I'd even be able to uh, set anything like that up. Let's ask Punani real fast. I don't All know right. if he can figure out how to punch everything on and off. But when was the last time you got laid, Punani? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's set the stage for what Punani is. How old are you, Punani? All right, well, hold on. Yeah, how old are you? Do I have to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just well, give me a ride about it. I, you know, let's put it this way. I just had my first heart attack a couple weeks ago. <laughs> All right, here's the I want to talk about that later on in the oh, show. Okay, good. I, I don't want no, to gloss over that. Uh, but, well, I was alive when Kennedy was alive, right? Okay. So Dub said you were 50. Didn't you say he was 50? I'm, I, I wondered if, I'm like, he has to be, what, around 50? <laughs> no, nah, I'm 44. 44? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, now, my Dubs' standards, are you gay? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's six months. I mean, put a year on that, buddy. I, wow. No, I'm I, I, now, I remember this about you, Punani, when we were in D.C. You were uh, a pioneer of the Poontang on the Internet. Yeah. Are you still that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, but it's, it's been 18 months. You've been it's able been to score on months. there. It's been eight. Well, it's yeah, about 18 months now. All right. Now, Dubs, the only way you look for women now is online, right? Not the only way, but it's my main... Unless they're serving you wings. Yes, or, you know, a nice burger. <laughs> does she does she lick her fingers after she serves you the wings just to get some of that extra sauce because she's a little chub? She's not that fat, for one. I mean, even if she is fat, I'm coming down there in about a month and a half. Are you? Yeah. You coming to Tampa? Yeah. Down to Bradenton. Yeah. That's yeah why, don't you, why don't you come out and hang out on the show? You know I am. So set up nice. a fat chick with a fat old man. I can't wait to see uh, Johnny now. Absolutely. By the way, I'll be down there for a couple weeks. Fantastic. Um, bring bring stuff from the prize closet. 800-636-1067. So, Dubs, mm -hmm. you got a, you got a month until you're officially gay. Yeah. Because that means you haven't had sex in six unless months. I, unless I get some treats of the oral persuasion, and then that adds another 20 days, and uh, hand manipulation from a girl adds a week. Yeah, I would say it's only a week. Mm -hmm. How do you do it? Like I couldn't. I, like at most now, I go about a week, if that. Uh, I do everything myself. Wow. I'm self-serving, my friend. Again, you're a teenager. Isn't this weird? How you have completely reverted to I, to it, to a to being and, a teenager. But I had no options as a teenager. Now I could, if I wanted to. I have a a, a couple girls in Orlando. If I wanted to make that trip. I can go there. Why don't you? Because I don't have the time, man. 
I really don't. I've, I've been looking for a day off where I can try to get something like that going. Oh, cry me a river. Here, let's bring this back for Dub's talking about his life. It's... I'm not being a sad sack over it. That, that's literally the reason. If and the, if I if did the, want to ask a girl out, when am I going to take her out? All my nights are filled. There would have to be some... I'd look like a creep because I'd be like, hey, do you want to come over at 1.30 in the morning and watch a movie? Take her I to breakfast. I look like a rapist. I don't wake up till 11. Dude, you drive a green conversion van. I know. You look like a rapist I, anyway. I have too many things working against me to try to get some girl to meet me up at 2 a.m. that I'm not paying off Craigslist. <laughs> 200 roses? Mm-hmm. Dubs is straight out of Alpha Dog. It's like he's looking for someone to kidnap. That's what he looks like now with his green conversion van. And I wonder why chicks don't want to date you. They do. Unless they have thunder thighs. She's not that bad. Would she be the biggest girl you've ever slept with? I don't think so. I'm trying to go through my history. <laughs> she has acne. A little bit, yeah. yeah. She, I didn't even ask you she of age. Yeah. Okay, just... I think. Like it matters to you. No. Oh, hey, let me ask you this really quickly. So, I'm at the uh, convenience store. Mm-hmm. And I see... I walk in and there's like the lady at the front counter is like really nice. She's like, "Hey, how's it going? Good, to, good, you know, good to see you." I'm like, "All right, hello." And then I'm getting my things and she says the same thing to a lot of other people. I'm like, "Oh, you know what? That lady's really nice. She's really chipper. It's the morning. Good for her." You, nowadays, you take notice if someone's yeah. really nice, especially if they're in the service industry. So I walk over to hand her my, you know, my protein bar because I'm, you know buff and my blue monster my my fruit and then i look at her dude she has a beard now i'm not i'm not talking like a you know she's got chin hairs she looks like burt blylevin <laughs> she has stubble and like legitimate like stubble to where it's to the point where she's probably been shaving for a few years now. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God, you must have the worst life on earth. Because A, you're at a convenience store. Uh, B, you're a little chunky, not as chunky as Dubs' is a new love. <laughs> and C, you've got like nine o'clock shadow. I mean, it was bad. So let me ask you, all right, Dub. All right, hold on. It were you kind of attracted to her just because of her personality at first? Yes. And you're, you're excited to go see her, and then you saw that. I just thought, what a really nice lady. And that turned you around? You wouldn't even think of you her know, as a lady anymore? No, that. no, 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 no. She wasn't. Because I'm serious. I mean, she had like a full, like she mm -hmm. had a beard. Not a tranny. No, not at all. And so now I'm thinking, oh, my God, now I know why she's so nice. She has to be. She has a beard. Usually that's a, a good reason not to be nice. Yeah, you would think you'd be angry at the world. Yet yeah. here's this lady who Why got Why shave? Point. I've never understood that. You have to understand. You have to know that you have a beard when you're a chick. I had this one chick in high school who was pretty cute, but she had mutton chops. And the mutton chops wouldn't have stopped me because she was, she was pretty was she cute. like Greek or yeah, something? Yeah, she was Greek. Uh, very, very hairy arms yeah. and mutton chops. Right. Uh, kind of, I don't know... Hawaii Elvis type, you know? And it wouldn't have stopped me, but I always wondered, she wakes up in the morning, 
every morning, pulls her hair back for some reason, and has, has the he, sideburns. Yeah, has these sideburns. At least wear the hair in a way where the sideburns aren't showing, or shave it. Let me ask you. You're desperate for Poon. Mm-hmm. You're three weeks away from being gay. Six-month mark, for those of you just tuning into the hideout. If, you go, if you're a guy, you're a heterosexual guy, and you're older than the age of 20... 20. 20. And you haven't had sex for six months, you're officially... No. Right. Would you bang the convenience store lady with the full-blown beard? All right. If it got down to, let's say, three days left. Yeah. If I was on gay (laughs) Eve... That's gay! If it was gay Eve, I would have to do it. Um... But would you kiss her? Would no, you, would no. You rub, would you rub chins with her? I've I've had sex with many girls, which I would never dare kiss, which is odd. Yeah, because you're like I mean, a porn star. Does it mean something? Well, no. I mean, it, there's just something more personal about kissing, right? As odd as that sounds, than having sex. So, um, no, I would not kiss the bearded woman. But yeah, I would. Are you gonna kiss your new girlfriend? <laughs> Do you think it's gonna taste like gravy? It's not a girlfriend. I haven't seen this girl in months just I, because you ran into her and she is infatuated with the dubs. How could she not be? You exactly. got so much gold for you. We'll take a break. Come back with the hideout headlines. That will include just some of the stuff we got coming up for you. A movie that made a terrorist cry. Like a specific movie scene. It's really interesting and I guarantee you've probably cried at it. And also, too the election and what's going on and all the craziness. There's a lot still happening in the hideout. Kicking off hour two next on 106.7 WJFK. The hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. That's bad radio. The hideout. Love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Hour two in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. It is a Saturday night. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. We are back and live in D.C. Excited to be here with you. Phones are working, so participate if you do like. 800-636-1067 is the phone number. Again, 800-636-1067. Hideoutradio.com is the website where you can find links to the podcast and all kinds of other stuff. Our MySpace is different info and old uh, audio from us and uh, the AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. That's right. In fact, D. Phillip, who uh, I remember uh, got turned on to us by Big O and Dukes, listening tonight, said he's missed a few of the shows. However, he um, wants to, uh, he said, hey, how do I podcast the show? And I told him, you know, you cut and paste the RSS feed on WJFK.com into iTunes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. They think they have to do it one at a time and kind of get it from. Even that, though, I'm saying is like, huh? Yeah. So I'm thinking we're going to start a new feature, which I want to talk about a little bit later on. We're going to start video blogging. Okay. On WJFK.com. And I think one of the first ones we're going to do is how to subscribe if you have iTunes to the podcasts. Because I know I didn't know how until I accidentally figured it out uh, when we started podcasting on the website. So uh, we will do that. 
A lot of people saying hello on the instant messenger. Uh, this one comes from Herot- uh, a heretic. It says, uh, no. Mm. What do you think Dubs' chubby waitress girlfriend looks like downstairs? I said the bearded lady at the convenience store, but with a lot of toilet paper stuck. So that's just my thought. Whenever I pictured, I pictured Pluto. <laughs> Whatever. It's probably all the same. Uh, Dubs, we got some prizes to give out a little bit later on. Uh, however, let's do some headlines. This is one of our favorite things to do. We get caught up on the biggest headlines of the week. If you want to participate, hop in as soon as you hear something. Uh, and we will uh, gladly take your phone calls. But first, the hideout headlines. Hideout headlines. <laughs> Dub's probably going to be the biggest headline for the next nine months, <laughs> and that is the presidential election and, of course, the primaries. The big one that happened during the week since we all last got together in the hideout was the primary in New Hampshire, and Senator Hillary Clinton beating Barack Obama. Okay. She was expected to before Iowa. She wins by two points, two percentage points. You know, fine, fair enough. But why did she win? Did she won? Did she win because she cried? I I think she probably was going to win anyway. She might have even won bigger if she didn't cry because I know maybe 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 more women came out in droves that might have went out for Barack Obama because she cried and showed she was actually a chick. But is she though? That's what I'm wondering. And when she cried, it confirmed a lot of the emotional worries about I Hillary thought, Clinton. I thought it would hurt her. I thought it that's would, what that's what it did for me. I don't. I because she is a she's like you know the first I guess real legitimate woman running. I know there have probably been a couple others in the past, but wasn't there one for like uh, I don't know? Uh, yeah, back in the uh, past, 80s. back when television was black and white and it wasn't real. So. So, um, nonetheless, though, you know, she cries, and somehow, like, that makes her human. So I'm thinking, how how much of a woman is she not to most people? Do most people look at her and see a dude? Like, are, are chicks over 55 even even women? I look at her and I see Pat. It's, uh, it's not really man or woman. It's just there. Very... I don't know. Just yeah, just very pat. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's look no at sexuality way. there. No, no. And even if there there might have been at one time, but that's long past. And that was long past when she was uh, first lady too. I never looked at her as a woman then either. I think we have the shorter clip. I think we got a couple of clips of her of her crying one. I think we got. There might be two in there, Dubs. If not, just play with play whatever you have. Um, I got one short one right here, so let's, yeah, let's uh, just try this one. Yeah, It was very touching to me. You know, people come up to me all the time and say such kind and really loving things. And, you know, that touches me emotionally. That's uh, a short one we have, and uh, here's the one of her getting emotional. Okay. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, and, and I couldn't do it if I just didn't, you know, passionately believe it was the right thing to do. 
you know, I have so many opportunities from this country. I just don't want to see us fall backwards. You know, so. And you heard, by the way, that you heard, by the way, the chick who asked that question voted for Barack, right? <laughs> that was the thing that came out this week that she voted for Barack. But all right, so no, I mean, it, when it, you it hear was that, tough. she was having a hot flash at the time. See, that's what's awful. When you hear that, does that worry you? Yeah, she can sit still because her undergarments were getting a little bunchy. Mm-hmm. I don't like her because she doesn't seem she she seems like more of the same. And I know the big buzzword has changed, so I'm going to try not to use that word. But it seems like a whole establishment thing. And I'm not into that, you know, what is it, Bush, Clinton, Clinton, Bush, Bush, Clinton. I just uh, yeah, I I mean, can't deal with it. She has a whole machine behind her. She has a way of working. And it, there's there's nothing, I don't know. This is the only unpredictable thing she's done on the campaign trail. But even people were predicting this before, saying she had to show more of a human side. And what do humans do, robot? They cry. Now... McCain wins. Got the old small wonder here. And now McCain all of a sudden has gotten a huge bump in uh, South Carolina. Dubs, when we were doing the hideout in uh, Orlando, you had a saying. Yes, McCain in 08. And it looked like you were going to be stupid. Now all of a sudden, it looks like McCain could be the legitimate candidate for the Republicans. I think he is the only real, other than Ron Paul, but... Ron, Ron Paul is not—he's a lunatic. Going, yeah, he's not going anywhere. I, he's the only one that makes me kind of listen. But yeah, I, because I he's the one with those manifestos that were running down like minorities and stuff that all came out. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you listen. You get you guys are in it's the same room with the same white yeah. sheets on. But uh, yeah, I I think he's actually the only viable Republican candidate right now. I don't find Giuliani um, anything more than a Hillary Clinton that only wants to win for a status symbol. Here's why I can't vote for John McCain. Hmm. He can't comb his own hair. <laughs> sure he can. Yeah, apparently he can't bend his elbows and like he can't lift his Both arms. elbows? I don't know, one of them. And I need a president. He's a war hero. I know, and it's fantastic and it's awesome, but he's he's like, what, 71? I'll tell you what, young presidents are fairly new. They all used to be old. We used to have them in wheelchairs. They used to die... One week out of office, they knew, all right, I have no reason to live anymore. I'm going to die and take these secrets with me to the grave. We're going to see one of these presidents who get in really young. They, I'm sure they learn a lot about the country that none of us will ever even imagine to know. And they're going to get disgruntled with their place in life after being president and living 40 years after their presidency. And they're going to start spilling some crazy beans by the time they're uh, 80, 90 years old. I need a president that can throw out a first pitch. I need a president. But you don't want Hillary either. Hillary will make it four feet, and it'll just drop there lame. I need a president that can throw a curveball. I need a president that can throw it 60 feet, six inches. And McCain isn't that guy. And so I'm sorry. That's the way I base things. That's what I'm looking for. He was tortured, my friend. I know, and he's a fantastic dude, and he seems like he has his stuff together. Except for his age and his elbows. And he can't part his hair, and that's an issue for me. You can't either. Hi, now headlines 106.7 WJFK. The first snow in 100 years falls on Baghdad. It happened on Friday. Weather officials said it's amazing. Temperatures actually got below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. 
And uh, par- one person says uh, she's a member of the AFP. I guess, I don't know, she's a meteorologist or something. Mm-hmm. She says climate change. And it is an unusual event. I want to uh, congratulate uh, the troops and George Bush for the surge and bringing Christmas to Baghdad. I don't think that's what we were trying to do, and I don't think bringing Christmas to Baghdad is uh, the uh, the thing that we were actually going for. It was the tyranny of Saddam Hussein that kept Santa out of Baghdad, and now we've Santa opened the doors. Snow? Yes, now we've opened the doors in the snow, and Santa Claus have come to Baghdad, and it's a wonderful thing. Now, what gets me is the people that point out, oh, my God, uh, this is proof there's no such thing as global warming. When the whole idea behind global warming and climate change is the fact that things are unusual and the fact that it's snowing in Baghdad is obviously unusual. I want you to chew on this for a second. Why has the... uh temperature not changed like the overall temperature not changed from 2001 to now seven years has stayed the same not one degree difference does that prove that there is no global warming or is that more of the proof that there is because there's no change and that's odd i've never heard that statistic before it's absolutely true where'd you hear it um, Say it, Bill O'Reilly. It was, no, I Say it. it was Bill O'Reilly. I believe it was on CNN.com. You heard no such thing on CNN.com. I'm just wondering that now if there's snow in Baghdad, the thing that they need most, Starbucks. Because they're cold now, and they need to get they need to warm up inside. Or maybe a nice Burlington Coat Factory. Yes. That's the whole... And by the way... Or maybe a nice... Uh, you know, since they're so big on the car bombings, you know, the best winter drink when you're nice and cold and want to get drunk, the Irish car bomb. All right, that was bad. Here's the thing. Hey, nail can't be gems. Here's the thing, though. Ironically enough, the whole reason we invaded Iraq mm-hmm. was to bring Santa Claus to Iraq and to bring a Burlington Coat Factory and to bring a Starbucks. Congrats, Bush. And snow is laying that foundation. Torture Central, emails from Abu Ghraib. This is a book that was written by a soldier living in Florida, and he talks about that there were certain, I don't know, uh, things of torture that still went on, essentially, acts of torture. But I don't want to get into the specifics of that. There was a very interesting anecdote from the book that I want to share with you. So he says, unlike most reports from Abu Ghraib, Torture Central portrays the inmates as complex humans. In one case, Keller stood near one of the meanest inmates in the compound during a showing of Top Gun. During the scene where American pilot Goose died, the inmate watched transfixed. His eyes reddened and filled with tears. No, he whimpered in Aramaic. No. Wow. Now, I am a guy who, when I was a kid and mm-hmm. I watched Top Gun, my favorite character in the movie was not the Tom Cruise character. It was not Maverick. It was Goose. Me, I was a nice man, man. And I remember when Goose died crying. So I think everybody, I mean, and it's not Goose dying that gets you. And maybe this is what got uh, the, the terrorist in Abu Ghraib. Um 
it was a scene where Tom Cruise was in his tidy whities hunched over the sink, looking into the mirror, just shaking his head and crying. Eyes down, eyes up. Tidy whities crying. No goose. And I'm thinking to myself, Top Gun must be a fantastic movie. It transcends everybody. You know, anybody who watches that movie, you don't have to be a pilot to feel for Goose or Maverick. It's just a great story that I think every man will cry at. 800-636-1067. So I'm thinking to myself, what are some of those other movies? Like, that's pretty powerful. If you can make a terrorist cry, that must be a pretty powerful moment in cinematic history. So what like what do you think another movie scene like as a guy as a dude you think could make a terrorist cry? I think because I don't think a chick flick would. No, no, very few chick flicks make me cry. Uh, it's always like the dudely um, overcoming a lot of sports ones. Um, Rocky two when he finally won it when he finally beat Apollo I cry still to this day whenever that happens. Why is that? I don't know, because if you watch both movies back-to-back and him finally, you know, he's an underdog uh, fighting through everything he had to fight through to become champ. What yeah. about what about the end of Rocky IV when he gives that great speech at the end? I think that's it. I mean, that's a really I cried movie. from the douche chills. I, now, I'll tell you this. Sports movies get me. But I don't know that a terrorist could understand the power of, like, a major league where at the end he laid, you know, Tom Berenger lays down the bunt and Willie Mays Hayes scores and the Indians win it, the Indians win it. Oh my God, the Indians win it. Because that's a scene in a movie that makes me cry, but I don't think they would make a terrorist cry. Maybe just because it is baseball. I don't know if it would make a terrorist cry. You might need, if, if, uh, like major a, league was soccer, you know, I think they could get into that. <laughs> so you think they're crying at Bennett like Beckham? Yeah, Bennett. Uh, Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I mean, uh, what what is a movie like a movie scene that first of all every tough dude will cry at, but secondly, a terrorist would cry at it. Give me any movie where an animal dies, any movie, I can't handle it. Like an old yeller or something. Old yeller. Oh, I used to cry just unstoppably. My mom would put that on, I think, just as torture for me because uh, it was one of those movies where. Hey, I'm sitting there. I got nothing to do. It's raining outside. I'm going to pop Old Yeller in. And then I'm sitting there crying like a, a girl with a skinned knee. I've never seen Old Yeller. Are you American? Probably not. Because I've, I thought everybody has seen Old Yeller. I thought Old Yeller was... Don't ruin it for me. I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Let's go to Mike in Fairfax here in the hideout on JFK. Hey, I was uh, I was thinking American History X. Why Why did you cry? Well, I mean, I didn't cry, but uh, I mean, have you seen the movie? Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah, like at the end where uh, that is actually a very kid. sad scene where he's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Nah, it's, it's all right. Mike. It's all right. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, I after he goes through prison, becomes he's transcends from being a complete racist to uh, trying to turn him and his family around. Right. And uh, the racial tension that he helped build throughout that whole movie killed his little brother after he'd already turned everything around But do you think that would make a terrorist cry? I mean, it might. Maybe that's something he could relate to because, you know, he thinks, hey, I got my little brother killed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe there's something along those lines. that yeah, Maybe that'll show, like, some kind of... Uh, 
Uh, I would defy a terrorist not to cry at Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, that one's tough. When, when, when here's the part that gets me in Boys in the Hood. When Ricky dies, mm-hmm. and then, like he, you know, Ice Crew brings the body back. Doughboy, yeah. Yeah, Doughboy. And then the mom is hitting on dope, like hitting Doughboy, and like saying, "Why did it have to be Ricky?" Uh, Which, kind of assuming, uh, like, like, like it, why wasn't it you, Doughboy? Yeah, Doughboy, you the one without the future. Ricky was my, you know, my ticket out of here almost. Oh man, I I think that makes a terrorist cry. Let's go to uh, Keith in Reston. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, how's it going, guys? How What's about up? the Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, Shawshank is good. Um, did, I mean, is that one that makes you cry every time? So you think it'd make a terrorist cry? Come on, after all the stuff he went through in jail and he's crawling through that tunnel of crap just to get out at the end when it's mm-hmm. raining on him? Yeah, that's that is, pretty powerful. It's a powerful scene, without a doubt. Hey, thank you for the phone call, man. 800-636-1067. You know, a lot of people think the, the, it's pretty cheesy. Like, uh, I'm going to admit this. I cried during Forrest Gump and not when it first came out four weeks ago when it was... Uh, <laughs> When it was on the History Channel, for some reason they were showing. Uh, dude, Trump. I saw that again. Like I was watching it. I don't know if I was watching it with you or what happened, but I was watching that thing. That is the worst, maybe the worst movie ever. No, it's great. It is so stupid and so cheesy, and so. And I, I understand it's not supposed to be believable, and that's what's supposed to be fun about it. It's here, endearing. Here you have it's a, kind of a crossroads of everything. It's. Uh, some all, re- all that goes through a retard? Yes. So what does that say about America? Everything about America is just tied that, back to a tard? That anything that in America, retards can go and be the biggest thing in America. And be co-hosts. And be uh, presidents. <laughs> 800-636-1067. Let's go to Mark in Woodbridge. In the bridge, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up? Hey, guys. Um, you you got to think about Green Beret. John Wayne on the beach with the little Vietnamese kid and his, uh, his like, stepdad dies. And then right after that, they kick in the uh, Green Beret theme song. All right, that's, thank you. That's a good one. Thank you, man. 800-636-1067. Now, I don't know if they'd make a terrorist cry, though. Like, I don't know, like, if a terrorist would watch a uh, Saving Private Ryan. Maybe because I it's, it's still military and, you know, kind of laying down your life for a cause. So they might they might be able to relate to it. And a re, again, once again, the reason we're talking about this is because this guy wrote a book, Torture Central, emails from Abu Ghraib, and he, he talks about a scene where, like, the biggest, baddest terrorist starts crying when Goose dies in Top Gun. And, yeah, that, as cheesy and bad of a movie as Top Gun is, every person who went to go, every man, I think, that I've ever talked to is always moved by Goose dying. I cried during Philadelphia the, I, with Tom Hanks. I'll, I'll admit that I've never seen uh, Philadelphia all the way through. I've only seen parts of it on HBO. There is a uh, there is a scene in there when he's playing this uh, opera song mm. and he's explaining it. You know he's on the verge of dying. I don't, I don't know he had if a that, disease. I don't, I don't know what he had. I don't, I don't know that if part. that I don't know if that movie really carries weight in this. In this right. conversation. <laughs> and uh, but I, you know, like that's one. But then again, I'm thinking I don't know if a terrorist would cry at that because you know he was gay. Band of Brothers was one that always got me. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched it. it was that HBO miniseries uh, about World War II, and when they stumble upon a concentration camp before they even know what they are and everything, and they find out and find all these people who are digging graves for their themselves and their family. It's that one made me choke up. 
Let's go to Chris in Bethesda. You're in the hideout on WJFK. Good evening, gentlemen. I've been listening to you since day one, your first Saturday night premiere on WJFK years ago. Wonderful. First, Thank you. And I called in that night. But first, let me ask you, why are we showing prisoners Top Gun? <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking now, I guess it is a form of torture. It's either waterboarding or Top Gun at this point. I guess but, Teen but, Wolf, but, they'd already gone through. <laughs> I don't know. But, but what I really wanted to say was, and this is sort of an animal dying, what about when E.T. died? Dubs? E.T., um, that moved me so much to the point. I was, I think, uh, four or five years old when that movie came out. And uh, I was moved to the point of when me and my mom went to a Kmart later that day, I was calling black people E.T. So that's just because he's racist. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why either, but uh, I, I we were in the checkout line, and a black guy was checking us out, and I <laughs> pointed at him, hey, Mom, E.T., E.T. And I'll be honest with you, man. E.T. scared me. So, I, I mean, I, I cried, but that was just because I was scared. I don't even know necessarily. What freaked me out in E.T. is when they had, like, the whole house, like, uh, I don't know, uh, they were raiding it and had it under covers and everything, and they were turning into a whole... Um, I don't know, uh, like uh, you testing about, facility. You're talking about Ellie Gonzalez? Oh, no, E.T.? E.T., yeah. Hey, thanks for the phone call. And thanks for listening, man. Thanks for uh, coming back to and us, And if Chris. we want to just talk about movies that freak me out, any alien movie, especially Fire in the Sky, that one freaks me out every time I see him getting dragged down the house. Because it's real, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is that is pretty messed up. Let's go to Matt in Springfield. You're in the hideout on JFK. Matt, line two. Hello. Hey, you're Yo. on the air, buddy. Hey, man, do you ever see a movie called Green Street Hooligans? Never heard of it. Oh, man, it was a soccer movie about uh, the uh, the soccer clubs in England mm-hmm. and, like, the brawls that their firms would get into. It was a strong movie. You should check it out. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank oh. you for the, uh, for the tip. Uh, let's go to uh, Steve. He's uh, he's riding his 6 foot. What do you got, Steve? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, buddy. Enjoy the show there. I got Thank one you. movie that's ever made me cry in my life, and that's Brian's song, Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo at the end. When it yeah, says, at the end uh, of the speech. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the one that gets every guy. Rudy. Uh, that's one for me. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Brian's song, Rudy. I think those are two surefire dudes cry movies. And, 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 and I think Rudy would make a terrorist cry. I think that is because, man, when Rudy finally gets into Notre Dame, Mm-hmm. Does it ruin it for you at all that he, I uh, guess, is an ass? I mean, in real life, the real Rudy? No, because it is a movie, and I, even I, I thought it would ruin it for me because I, I heard the whole story about him after I watched the movie the first time and was so moved by him. I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. But then I got a chance to watch the movie again, and it still, it still gets you every single time. All right, Walt. Walt Afrovirus is an ass. What? And this is an inside joke, but I will explain it because it goes to this. He says, no sports movie or animal dying movie has ever made me cry. But I cried at the end of About Schmidt when he opens up the letter from the third world kid and starts to cry. I cried both times I watched it. All right, let me tell you a very quick story. <laughs> I had seen About Schmidt, and, and, I, and I cried at About Schmidt because here is this guy who he felt like his whole life was worth nothing. Hold on. I know. Well, hold on. I'm okay. telling the story first. He felt like his whole life was worth nothing. And at the very end of the movie, he realized he had made a difference in a little third world kid's life. And that's where the movie ends. And I crawl, I cried like a baby. Now let me explain why Dubs is laughing. 
Go, you can explain that. Okay. Irish car bomb night on the Ron and Fez show when uh, they were on WJFK here in Washington, D.C. Um, Hefe came in to challenge Fez in Irish car bombs. And there were only probably two or three Irish car bombs into the competition. We were sitting there during commercial break. And Hefe starts talking about how about Schmidt made him cry. And me and Fez are just sitting there looking at each other, looking at each other. And right after Hefe tells a story about him crying, he leaves the studio. And we start laughing uncontrollably to the point of tears coming down our face just because of how passionate... Hefe was about how he cried at about Schmidt. It was a moot. Now look at Fez that cries every three minutes on the radio. (laughs) If you subscribe to XM and look at you not getting in the ass. So (laughs) where did that come from? I got emotions, man. Whatever. We're here in the hideout on 106. Dude, that one. I'm thinking about it now. And you have some go-to movies too when you need to you need to squirt a couple out. Yeah. For me, it's La Bamba. La Bamba's a great one. When Richie dies at the end, and you got his, you know, he's got his your, his brother there, Isai Morales, screaming Richie on, you know, Sleepwalkers playing in the background. Uh, AF says the shower scene was masterfully shot. That was a great moment in uh, cinema history. Love American History X. <laughs> Uh, Let's go to Ryan and Herndon. He's still there in the hideout. Brian, you there? Ryan. Ryan. Hey, um, I got two for you. I got Black Hawk Down where the little kid shoots his dad accidentally. Mm -hmm. And uh, that would make, uh, it didn't make me cry, but that would make a terrorist cry, I guarantee (laughs) you. Right. And then um, uh, the ending, the end of Deer Hunter, man, when Christopher Walken blows his head off. I have not seen that one yet. Thank you, Ryan, for the phone. Yeah. I'm, you know, there are a lot of movies I'm realizing I need to see. Yeah, you haven't. I mean, you've never even seen what I, what I was talking about earlier, the original Rockies. You've only seen four with the Russian. Dude, that one was awesome. I'm hearing that's the best one. And I'm why ruin it? Why ruin it the others when I already know he's already going to beat the Russian and the black guys die, don't they? Doesn't once his name die? A pe- uh, Apollo? Apollo? Yeah. Yeah, in the Russian movie. I already saw that one. Yeah, that was sad. I'm, you know, I didn't cry. I don't cry at movies. Didn't cry at Cobra? <laughs> Cobra Cabretti? Andy and Woodbridge, you're in the hideout on JFK. Andrew. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Hey, I'm glad y'all are back in D.C. I definitely uh, want to agree with the guy on uh, on Shawshank. Also, the end when they uh, meet up at the beach and they hug. But uh, also, uh, my movie, I think that um, that chokes me up a little bit is in the uh, in the program when the linebacker gets his mom the uh, the door knocker for her house and says, you, or just gets her the door knocker and says, I'm going to get you a house to go with that when I get in the NFL. And then he uh, he his knee blows out. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know what? That or actually... how about how about when the uh, quarterback goes to kind of get his dad to come to the game and his dad's yeah. a drunk and mess and he won't come to the game and everything. That got me, too. That's Dad, a, yeah, why didn't you ever come and see me play? That. that is a good one, man. Thanks for the phone call. 800-636-1067. Yeah, no yeah, he could he could care less if he won the game. He just wanted his dad to be there. And his dad wanted no part of it. Oh, dude, anything with dad issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been told I need to watch Big Fish. But that if I watch Big Fish, I'll, just, I'll be squirting out tears like nobody's business. And I have a trouble. Because I had dad issues growing up. You know what I mean? That's why we're in radio. Of course. Just about all of us do. It's got a Brenda. She's uh, in Alexandria on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Brenda with an L. 
There you go. All right, sorry about that. Go ahead, Linda. Um, I actually have two. Green Mile, when the um, when the guard makes the thing wrong, the electric chair wrong, and the inmate. Oh yeah, when fire. he doesn't when he doesn't put the water on it. Yeah, yeah and was... the inmate catches on fire. That one, that part's intense. And then um, in A Beautiful Mind, when the guy, the schizophrenic guy, tries to kill his wife. Yeah, you know, A Beautiful Mind. Now here's another one. Thank you for the phone call. Uh-huh. Life is beautiful. That one was big. Never seen it. it. Won a whole bunch of Oscars. Roberto Benigni. He disappeared off the face of the earth. At least he came, he was real big in you know, Italy and stuff. And he came here and he made this one movie. And it's in subtitles. I mean, it's in Italian, but it's in American subtitles. Dude, it's like, first of all, it's a funny Holocaust movie, which is weird. <laughs> you know, like, you know, because it's his, it's his dad and he's with his kid and you know his wife. And they're all in the same concentration camp. And it's right when the Americans, uh, who? yeah, are. Well, uh, it's weird though because it's like it is. It's a comedy. It's like, uh, and that's what's kind of endearing about it. And then the Americans are coming to save them, mm-hmm. and the dad like dies like right before the. Amer- How is any of this part funny? I don't get it. And, but it's funny. It's like a funny kind of endearing movie, and then like it hits you at the end. Oh man! And do I mean not like I. That's one of those where, like, you're making those noises out loud in the movie theater. And, like, if you're not crying, then you're an a-hole because yeah. everyone is, uh, is I letting have, it squirt. I have a uh, funny Holocaust movie I've got in the works. And Frank gets an alarm clock. What? And I think that one, it's... Uh... What are you talking... Uh, Brian in Fairfax, save us. You're, in, you're on line one in the hideout. Oh, my goodness. You guys are back on. That's amazing. We're back, dude. Let everybody Bad. know. Absolutely. I certainly will, man. I can't believe you both are there. Seriously, it's been so long. Seriously. Wonderful. Amazing. Hey, folks, <laughs> I'm so happy you guys are back. Okay. In fact, I was just about to get in my car to go to a party, but yeah. I heard you guys are on the radio. Yep. And I decided to call. Wonderful. Well, we're that's back, all, dude. That's we're all back. I got for you. That's all I got we're for back you. We're back together. You, it's been so long. I had <laughs> listened to Ron and Fez on XM for a while, but mm-hmm. I didn't know where you guys were quite at. We're back here Saturday nights on JFK, my man. Spread the Saturday word. nights on JFK. You guys are fantastic. That's all I got to say. Nothing funny, nothing cute, but you guys are amazing. So have a good one. Thank you. Hideoutradio.com. Hey, let's hey, go out on the high note. Thank you, man. Appreciate the phone call. Before the Ramones starts. <laughs> I heard it coming. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're in the hideout. It's 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Keeping America baiting for 300 years. The Hideout. The Hideout. Yeah. You guys feel you have to be so negative. Hang up on the horn. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in the car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer, you beast. Negative. The face fits kick it. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. Beat it. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Such a negative influence. You're back in the hot... Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Going until 9 o'clock, then the Big O and Dukes Rewind. We were talking about 80s movies. Next week, Don WJFK, listen all day for your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas for the world premiere Rambo. Ooh. More details, I'm sure, on WJFK.com. Our website's hideoutradio.com, which links to the podcast on WJFK.com. And also, too... Uh, hideoutheretics.net if you want to discuss the show, especially because so many people are coming back mm-hmm. to the hideout and realizing that we're back. 
So you want to probably check out that website, and it'll get you caught up to date with uh, all sorts of goodies. Uh, more headlines on the way in just a bit. We're going to we're kind of up on a break. Once again, we went a little long. Really quickly, though, I want to talk to Johnny Punani, who's uh, running the boards. You had a heart attack, man? Yeah, as I sit here and scramble. Uh, yeah, back on December 27th, uh, I don't know whether you call it a heart attack, but you know, my blood pressure was 249 over 149. Wow, and did they have to just no. give you pills? Or yeah, was they started it, uh... out with the, the nitroglycerin under, mm-hmm. under the tongue and then uh, jam me full of other things and, you know, bend me over, too, you know. Did they really? No, of course not, but I huh. wish they had. I asked for it. They wouldn't give it to me. No, uh, they, so they didn't have to open you up or anything. No, it was no. a mild, mild, mild heart attack. It was indigestion. <laughs> well, yeah, I did eat a lot Christmas. <laughs> of course you did. Is that what it was? You know, one time during Christmas, I went to uh, <laughs> I, I, I went to the ER because I thought I was having a heart attack. Really? This was when I was in college. Okay. But it turns out I was staying with some people mm-hmm. who kept a really bad house with, like, five cats, and I was having an, alert, having an allergic reaction to the cats. And now you own three of them. Yeah. I, I outgrew my allergy to cats, mm-hmm. which is really odd. But Punani, how scared were you, man? Oh, terrified. What are you kidding me? I mean, I'm, no, I had the, I had all the classic symptoms. My heart felt like it was coming out of my chest. I had sore uh, neck and couldn't feel my left arm. And all I could think of was Fred Sanford. <laughs> Don't ask me why. <laughs> it's true, though. You well, think you know? Everybody wonders you, what's so left. Did you walk in with your uh, your? Um, uh, Velcro shoes and yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it was midnight. Pants. It was midnight. It was you know, it was the uh, what was the Christmas was on Tuesday, so it was like Wednesday, Thursday, midnight after tell Christmas. Me, tell me, Punani, when did you uh, give up? Give up what? Just on everything. Oh, just on life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was back uh, back in the eighties when yeah. uh, when heavy metal uh, died. Right. <laughs> it was because... right around that whole uh, Seattle thing. What was that band called out there? Grunge. Yeah, the whole grunge Nirvana. thing. Yeah, when that happened, life was over. Because I, I, when we started working with you, what five or six years ago, you walked in. Um, you aren't. You have a little bit of money to you. You're able to live. You're able to, uh, you know, be a, a, a normal human. It's not like you're you're dirt poor and you can't afford things. But you choose to wear old sweatpants. Yeah. And Velcro, Velcro shoes. Velcro shoes. Yeah, I don't know even where you find those. <laughs> Got him for Christmas. Got two sets for Christmas. Of course he did. Yeah. You're an easy buy. You don't have, you, all we need to do is get you pro wings and uh, drawstring pants, and you're happy. Oh, happy. You know what I was wearing into the hospital then. <laughs> so uh, did they make you change your diet or anything? Or did you, did yeah, you, like, yeah. I've, I've had to, I'm taking like six different medicines. and Wow. And, yeah. You, do you still uh, have part ownership in the uh, bakery? Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, wow. and, yeah, I know. It's kind of kind of tough to do that, huh? Man, that seems like it would be awful. All right, so Punani, is there anything right, as you look back at your life and you could get a you could do a redo on one thing? What would it be? Oh, jeez, one? Yeah, one redo. I right, think about wow. it. Just think about it for a moment. I won't come back to you. Because I see that the uh the heat, the Miami heat, the thieves mm-hmm. that they are. Uh they get to redo, like, the last 57 seconds of a game with the Atlanta Hawks because there was a screw-up in the last game that they played when they said that Shaquille O'Neal got his sixth foul and fouled out when it really should have been his fifth. So Commissioner Stern has decided that the next time that the Heat 
and the Hawks play, they're going to replay that last 57 seconds. This is the Atlanta Hawks, for God's sakes. You should be able to win against them with your, your four stringers. This has not happened in, like, since 1982. This idea of I can't believe it's ever happened before anyway. I know. And it's so stupid. And if anything should be redone concerning the Heat, it should be the 2006 NBA Finals, but we're not going to go there. So I'm thinking to myself, what a, what an amazing thing where you kind of get to redo something that was screwed up. Is there anything in your life, Dubs, that if you said, all right, I can redo this. Now, you know what? Let me rephrase the question. Let's say in your lifetime. So you even have the power, knowing what we know now, you could you could redo like an event. So like maybe like you know you could have you could stop nine eleven or something. You know, uh, what it's I mean? kind of too easy to go in, and uh, that'd be too involved. Um, well, that's what well, I know. But, say you but, could. Yeah. Okay. But would you choose that, or would you choose something concerning our careers? Now, be, now, I want this is one of those kind of philosophical questions that that pot talk, if you will, um, where it's pot talk, and you have to make the thought of, all right, if I'm going to do anything and I'm going to save save anything, then I'm going to come do this. Call me selfish, but my my mind automatically goes to my personal life and what could have made my life a little bit better, and that was. Never getting involved in a long-term relationship at the time I did, because I think I turned down some grade A poontang by uh, by jumping into a long-term relationship. I, mean, I was at the prime of my my poon grabbing career. Yeah, but you're a dude. It's not like you're a chick in your twenties, and that's yeah. Good. I know, but there was there was some stuff I turned down, and I wish I would have never done it now. Hey, Space Edge wants to know, Punana, if you were screaming, Elizabeth, I'm coming to see you. That's exactly it. I was. <laughs> I, I was going, my God, is this the big, you know, the big one? And, and what can I say? And I did think of what it was. Right. But what, my, my defining moment in life, it was when I was 13 playing Smear the Queer. There's a gal named uh, Karen M. Uh-huh. I had the chance. I had her on the ground, and I had my chance to make my first move, and I didn't. Pretty That's much right. I'm getting you're playing you're playing a very bigotry game. Yeah. And you had a woman pinned to the ground. Okay, you, yeah. you find that to be your one chance to make a forceful move, and that's your biggest regret Absolutely. is to not force a kiss onto a thirteen year old girl who said he, you pedophile. Who said he no, I'm, I'm talking about when I was thirteen too. I, no, you if, no, you, go, if you go back and try to change it, you're you, who you are today. <laughs> <laughs> it just your 44-year-old frame on top of this 13-year-old girl. That is weird. Like, think about it if it was, like, Quantum Leap. And you're, or, you know, and you're, like... Yeah, you're in that body, but you're a 44-year-old mentality. That does, like, you're the 44... And she sees the 13-year-old, but you see yourself as the 44-year-old, and you're on top Our, of... That, that's one thing you have to kind of think about. A, a lot of people say, if I could go through my, you know, my, my uh, school career all over again, I would do it. Knowing what I know today. Well, knowing what you know today, you'll be hanging out with a bunch of seven-year-olds. And do you try to date when you are redoing your seven, uh, you know, your second and third grade time? I mean, you're in that grade now. Your body is that, but your mind is that of a 30-year-old. 800-636-1067. This is definite pot talk, but I say you can't. I say, pot talk. I say you've got to wait till at least till you're 13. All right. I'm trying to think back. Of if I could redo anything, 
boy, oh boy. I'm not, I'm not sure, like, I think the thing that, like, my kind of, if I, and I want to, it would probably be related to our careers, I think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't say that I'd go back and work out, like, more with weights in high school, maybe try to play baseball, because that's kind of stupid. Mm. But, like, there is one, we got contacted, when we like, three months after we got to Orlando. Yeah. We got contacted by this station in Seattle that was really, really interested. And, and we, we kind of just blew it off. We okay. were like, no, we just signed a contract. And a contract that was worth dirt. Nothing. That they screwed us on. Yeah, like, it, it didn't mean anything to them. I don't know why it meant anything to us. But then I'm thinking too, like I've had friends that have died, and like, would I, would I rather, you know, stop a friend from dying or get a really badass job in Seattle on the radio? I think I'm going Seattle yeah. on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had friends die too, but I mean, there's nothing I can do about that. There, if even if there was, I don't know if I would, because that's just one more competition in the in the high school uh, pool of uh, of girls at that time. It's amazing how everything in life goes back to getting laid. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, like if you could redo, all right, like I remember there was this one chick in high school that I was really into, and I think I ended up creeping her out. So, you? No. Yeah, I know, right? So, like, if I had to do that, but I don't know that I would, like, if I had 10, then maybe I would go back and, you know, change that and the whole creepy aspect of it. But otherwise, you know, I don't think that's the one I would use, like Punani, using his. When he had a girl. Just a pinned down girl. (laughs) Just what a creepy move. I mean, I I can see if you have always wondered what if, if this girl was flirting with you. And you were just too scared to flirt back. But you were playing a game where you had her pinned down, Punani. I still don't see the problem. (laughs) I don't understand. Do you think think that would have changed your life from then on out? Could have. Because you know what it is? It's like that movie. What was it? Mr. Destiny? Yeah. With With Jim Belushi? Isn't Keaton? I thought... Or maybe, you know, maybe it is Michael Keaton. Keaton. Or maybe there are two movies that are almost the exact same. Where he hits the home run. As Mr. Destiny. And he gets the girl and gets the I think it's with Jim Belushi. Now i got to look this. Somebody look this up for me. Uh, maybe I'll look it up on IMDb. And okay. We'll, and we'll come back with the answer after the break. We'll also give you more headlines. Play a little game show. we got some prizes Ooh, to give yeah. out. We'll this, this game went over very, very well, too. Is guess the race. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a news story, and you got to guess the race. Also, coming up next week, listen to the Junkies and Big O and Dukes. Your chance to win a trip for two. Uh, to Snowshoe Mountain. They're going to hook up a listener every hour with a pair of lift tickets. Each winner will also qualify for the grand prize trip. It's all brought to you by Snowshoe Mountain Resort, the region's biggest winter resort and playground. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more headlines. We'll also, too, find out the answer. What was the name of that? I I know it's Mr. Destiny, but I'm pretty sure it was Belushi that was in that. We'll take a break, come back, more of the hideout. Line up the phones for the game, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. It's a hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Indictment of our society. You're in the hideout. An appeal to the sodomists. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. With its overtones of bestiality. The hideout. Right, James Belushi. Really, Focus League gave me that one on the uh, 
AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Half A and Dubs are back in Washington, D.C. Saturday night, 6 to 9. Hmm. Let everybody know. Download the podcasts on WJFK.com. But yes, I was correct, sir. James Belushi, Mr. Destiny was the name of that movie. And also, to, like, you know, do you choose which life you want to choose or kind of doing a little pot talk talking about, you know, if you could redo, have a mulligan on one thing in your life. And my chick brings up on the instant messenger, hey, that means you never would have met me. So, of course, I tell her, well, I choose you over the radio gig in Seattle. And I mean it. I mean it more so because my cat, Tycho. <laughs> I never would have gotten my, ty- my Tycho. But um, nonetheless... Dubs, we're going to do some hideout headlines here in a moment. And while we go through these headlines, we're also going to play a little game called Guess the Race. Explain what Guess the Race is. Guess the Race is very simple. We've got it from our uh, our buddy Pedro Lima. Go he sat to, in on the show for yes. a couple of shows. He did a couple of weeks with me while you were uh, on hiatus, either on a cruise or in Texas. Mm-hmm. Vacations. And, mm-hmm. and he, uh, what you do is uh, how he came up with it was he'd be watching the news and right before they would uh, show a picture or uh, give a description of a criminal or whoever's in the news he would pause the DVR and guess the race and then he hit play and see if he was right just by the description of the crime so what we're going to do we're going to give you the headline of what happened and you guess the race black white Hispanic Chinese um, Indian whatever you got Throw it at us, and we'll tell you if you are correct. All right, Dubs, let's start with... Let's go to Kevin in Fairfax. Kevin, are you there? Kevin. Yo, what's Yo. up, guys? Hey, dude, you understand the game? Uh, sure, I guess i got to guess a race or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's very simple. All right, here we go. I'm going to give you a headline. You guess the race. Okay. Cannibal says God told me to do it. Guess the race. Mm. I'm going to go... Go Hispanic. Hispanic. I'm sorry. Thank you. It was Kevin. not Hispanic. It was the black dude, right? Yeah, the black dude, a black cannibal, which is uh, very odd to me. Whenever I think cannibal, I think some creepy white guy. But this was a uh, guy in Texas. Cannibal says that uh, God told him to uh, eat this. Uh, it was a chick, his girlfriend. Right. And he ended up cooking some of her and eating her. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you see PETA has requested that he gets on a vegetarian diet while he's in, while they're holding That's him. very funny. Right. I, I don't like PETA. I'm not a PETA fan. They always have some kind of, uh, I, I don't know. I prefer bread. Yeah, so they're, they're a little over, uh, just overly excited about everything, any little thing you do. Mm-hmm. But um, they always run a good bit. Which I can appreciate. Right. 800-636-1067 if you want to guess the race as we go through the hideout headlines. Yeah, he said he was instructed by God to kill his 21-year-old girlfriend over the weekend, then mutilate her body and cook parts of her flesh. Well, I believe him. I'm not one to question people in their faith and their religion. You know, and there is a guy who, uh, a while back, and this made our uh, our top stories of the year when we did Next on XM, a guy who popped a baby in the microwave. Who am I to say that God didn't tell him to pop that micro- baby in the microwave? No, I mean, I don't know. Uh, exactly, but we're, we're so quick to uh, believe people when they give all their mer- uh, money to charity. 
And then they say, God told me to give all this money to this charity. And we're like, oh, that's great. God's, uh, you know, God wants these people to do their good work. Well, maybe God wants this person to mutilate his girlfriend and eat her body parts. Who are we to say and who are we to judge anyone's religion? 800-636-1067 if you want to guess the race. Dubs, at the same time, would you ever consider eating human flesh? Oh, I, I know what humans eat. I know what, because basically the human body or whatever you're eating is, that's why I don't eat carp. I don't eat carp because they'll eat beer cans. They'll eat whatever you throw at them. And that's basically what a human is. It's a, it's a bigger version of a carp, and I'm not going to eat it. I saw that story again about the uh, rugby team that the movie Alive, Alive? is based on. Yeah. And I would love to be in that situation because I would mm-hmm. I would like to be in a situation in which I am forced to eat human flesh because I don't want to say that I would have like I do it on my own, but I have always wanted to. I always think like a calf would be really like a human calf. I think would, I think it'd be tough and gamey. I think if you seasoned it correctly and you dipped it in ketchup, it would be really good. And and I'm not lying. Like if I if I had the opportunity to eat rabbit all right, what race which, would you eat? Which I've had before. Race. There has to be a more tender race than the other. I think I go Jewish. Jewish? Mm-hmm. Why? Because Jewish people don't ingest they certain don't things. They pork and that kind of stuff, so I, they I, might... I think Jewish flesh would probably taste better than, like, I don't know, Latino flesh. You're two steps from being Hitler. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. Hideout headlines. We are guessing the race here on 106.7 WJFK as we go through. Let's go to Tom, who's in Orlando. What's up, Tom? You ready to play? Yes, let's go. All right, here we go. Woman says four daughters were possessed, and that's why they died. I'm going with a white. White woman? White woman. Is that correct, Hefe? Sorry, Tom. Thank you for the phone call. Wow. This one, usually we get at least a a winner right off the bat pretty quick. Black woman. Wow. A lot of... This was in uh, Southeast. God's talking to the blacks this week. Yeah, this was in Southeast. This happened, uh, you know, this is a a D.C. story. Uh, A really horrific story. They say that the four girls Mm -hmm. may have actually uh, been dead since May. But the Southeast uh, woman was accused of killing her four daughters. Um told police that they were possessed by demons and that they had been dead for at least four months before marshals found their bodies. Uh, they say there is proof of mutilation to the bodies, so they're not necessary. She says that they just died, but, um, you know, there's proof of some mutilation. So anyway... Those are demons crawling out of them. Dude, uh, once again, who am I to, you know, say that you're wrong or you're incorrect? Like, how do we know that... These children weren't possessed by... I'm not justifying this in any way, but listen, I have become open to all things, and I don't I don't necessarily question when people say that, you know, their God told them to do something or not. So there are four girls, five, six, 11, and 17, all of them possessed. I, obviously, the woman was insane. Yeah. But if we're going to say this woman's insane, then we got to say that your black guy's insane. Uh, who was uh, cannibalizing his girlfriend. And uh, any 
person who gives uh, a large amount of money to charity because God says so. He has to be insane, too. And why are black people committing white crimes? Yeah. Because these are, these are definitely white crimes. These are Susan Smith-type things and... Uh, uh, who was that? Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey I mean, Dahmer. Any of these. I mean, it's stuff that normally you think this is that's what crazy white people do. Black people are starting to do now. All right, Dubs, last guess the race here. We'll go with Grady in Rockville. You're in the hideout on JFK. You ready, Grady? Yeah, what's up, Paul? All right, Grady. A gang beat and tortured a disabled man for uh, to death for sport. What was the race of the gang who beat and tortured a, dis- a disabled man for sport? Can you tell me the location or no? That's no. Uh, I, no, just go by the headline. I'll give you, I'll give you a continent or... No, I say, right. I say you got to just go by the headline. Guess the race. All right. Um, that's got to be Latin of some sort. You said gang. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of white guys. That was in England. Thank you, sir. White for the... guys aren't in gangs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Grady. They're in clubs. A club of, of white boys. It's called a fraternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, yeah, they uh, they decided to, I don't know, have fun and beat and torture a uh, disabled guy. And they said they did it for sport, or they... the, the prosecuting attorney said it was for sport. Apparently, they're training like they're boxers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a group of buddies. They all train as boxers. And the other one says, hey, uh, I bet you some money you can't go knock that dude right out. I'll tell you what. If you give me the choice between knocking out a retarded gentleman and a rhino, I'm trying for the rhino. Because that retarded gentleman, he's not going to go down easy. 800-636-1067. I think the best quote from the story is one of the 17-year-old defendants said, I'm not going down for a Muppet. Now, what does that mean, though? He's not going to jail for a Muppet, which is his term for a retarded person. <laughs> right, maybe that's the most derogatory thing that I've ever heard. <laughs> it's great, though. Muppet. What do you mean, great? That, that term is terrific. I've never heard it before. <laughs> hey, speaking of race really quickly, mm-hmm. I, let me ask if this is racist in my thought. Okay. And, and I don't know necessarily racist, but if like this is a double standard. So Dubs and I, before we're coming in the station, we're with uh, we're going to a convenience store because our lives uh, it's around convenience stores. Mm-hmm. Walk in, big fat black guy, and he is singing along to Nickelback's Rockstar. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, must be a cool dude. <laughs> Why? Well, Cause he's singing along with Nickelback? Not at all. Because he's a black guy singing along to, like, a rock song. So if it was some dirty white guy in there singing along with Nickelback, you would just think... I would hate him. I'm like, dude, Nickelback sucks. But because this black guy's doing it, I think it's cool. Now, Okay, how about a big, fat, white guy um, singing along with Ludacris? Would you think he's cool for that? No. Or you just find that sad? Yeah, I think... Loser, dirt stash. Turn on some Nickelback. Right. Turn on some Nickelback, and I'll still hate you. So does that like almost? Is there yeah, a racial a, aspect to that? There, you you love black, black people. people for I some don't. reason. It doesn't matter who they are. If they're black, you're their buddy. You're always looking for a black friend, ah. which I find a little more racist than a person who's just like, hey. Can I be honest with you? Can I tell mm-hmm. you why? White people are boring. No, we aren't. And you make for bad roommates. I know that for a fact. Although, I had a black roommate, and he was awful. 
<laughs> it was really, really bad. Um, and you two are very similar now that I think about it. How so? Mm, useless, dirty, ingrates. Uh, 800-636-1067. Nah, you're, but you're right, though, because I am more apt to make, like, I want to make black friends. And I'm more forgiving to black people. Like, I forgave this guy that, in some of you listening to the show now, you know, and remember it. We had this guy, Matt Albert. Mm-hmm. Who actually moved in with me and lived with me? Oh, he called the show a couple weeks back. Yeah, right? him hey, and Tommy Bateman. Uh, while you were gone, what notice while I was gone? Well, they were. I think the reason was they were both in uh, D.C. listening to the show. Uh, they because they're still in Orlando, but they were in D.C. for the weekend for the Christmas break, and mm-hmm. they tuned in, and they ended up calling up. Does that seem oddly racial, though? Where I yes, like I seek out black friends as opposed yeah. to white. I don't know. You know the other thing too. White people bore me. No, you already said that. Oh, did I say that? Yes, you already said white people are boring. Here's the thing. I was going to reiterate it, though. You have some odd feeling that if you have black friends, somehow you're legit. It's not even that I'm legit. There's just more going on. Like, for example, I, I work and hang out with black people. There's no more going on with them. Dude, they're the white way, guys. They're way cooler. Admit that black folks are cooler than white folks. I'm not going to admit that. I think there are some that are really cool. There's some that are boring as hell. No, I've never met a boring black person. Other than Matt Albert. He is Colin the exception. He is the exception. I think you'd be cool to hang out with. He'd have stories. You have no stories. See, like if I, if I had a... I plenty of stories. If I had a black friend this afternoon, instead of... Like, we would have been out doing something cool... As opposed to sitting around the house watching American Gladiators. Gladiators was cool. We had a lot of fun watching that. On the DVR. We had a lot of fun watching Gladiators. Do you guys like that show? 800-636-1067. I like it, it for seems, the cringe factor. It seems like it's right in with the demographic. And I, I haven't decided. By the way, I ran into Hulk Hogan here in Tampa. Uh, he looks awful. And hum- and like... He At least the sun didn't run into you. But didn't sh- yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, but I see, like, I saw him, and I just thought, man, you know, he first of all, he looks like a beaten man. But then secondly, too, I think that's a boring guy. I'd rather be hanging out with Kamala. You know what I mean? Like Kamala, yeah. <laughs> we had Kamala on the show one time, too, and that guy doesn't seem like he's any... He's a very southern black man who sings uh, these really bad... Um, I don't know, uh, kind of techno-y, uh, not techno-y songs, but songs on a on a Casio keyboard. Right. So how is he cooler than Hogan? Hogan's a douchebag, and I will freely admit that, but I don't think uh, Kamala's any cooler. Maybe Coco Beware or Bad News Brown. All right, so Gladiators, though, getting back to it. Okay. Really quickly. Um, and for anyone who saw it this week. Yeah. I want, I actually... Only thing we have to go off of is what we thought. So I would like to get someone else's opinion, maybe someone who really didn't like it and turned it off because I couldn't turn it off. I know that much. I, I'm not going to say I thought this was the the greatest bit of TV I've ever watched in my life, but I definitely couldn't turn it off. Like I found, like immediately when the when the guy who had waited 14 years comes on, <laughs> and like he's an ad sales guy and he looks like every ad sales guy you know. I called it before he even popped up what his occupation was. And then he starts, he, first of all, he sucked ass. Yeah. And then he starts crying at the end. And I'm like, you could not be a bigger loser. That and he lost to a uh, 120-pound uh, Asian kid. 
who was awesome. Yeah, that guy was great. He starts, he wins the joust competition and then throws the uh, the jouster underneath his legs and starts riding the horse. But see, American Gladiators is why I think we should have steroids in sports. Because it's awesome to watch these big he-men mm-hmm. going against everybody. Why not? The trans- Wolfman. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, my God. I forgot about the Wolfman. And I, I, I don't want to alienate you if you haven't watched the show, but go on to YouTube. Go on to DVR. Watch it tomorrow. Actually, Monday night. And you'll see what we're talking about. The Wolfman is this hairy redneck of a gladiator. Who, who looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, he looks like he's high on, uh, on rest stop meth. <laughs> he just—he's insane, and he lets out a big wolf yell every time he's getting ready to uh, start a competition. Like I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, we are so at the end of the world. Like American Gladiators is almost a sign of end times, because it, it's very. I, but, uh, but I know we had it in the '80s, so and that's it was only, just as bad then. But it's like, <laughs> I, I know it's it's all fake too, but it's this weird. Like I see this and I think the Running Man, and I'm thinking, you know, and it's not exactly zero now, plain zero, and it's not exactly the same thing, but there is an aspect of that. Was American Gladiators on primetime then? I, I remember watching Saturday mornings no, or something it's or like, Saturday it, afternoon. It was Saturday nights. Okay, remember it was like it was late nights, like almost competition, I believe, with SNL. That's when I remember watching it as a I kid. I remember in watching the 80s. Saturday Night Main Event, the wrestling at. Late night. I thought it was Saturday morning or I'm almost, Saturday early. Maybe afternoon. it was in syndication, but I'm almost positive it was like Saturday nights at midnight. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven, and that you know it, it almost was for because I didn't like wrestling growing up. So for me, you know, I enjoyed watching Gladiators instead. And it's interesting to see how much of a comeback it's made. And now they're bringing back Knight Rider. You know? Yeah, it, it's all getting really silly for me. Well, I not one original idea. What else? They made a movie, I a uh, show out of the stupid Terminator. It, it's really kill. I I can't wait for these writers to come back. Oh, speaking of the writers coming back, man, Bill Maher came back yesterday, and for the first time. And I guess I didn't get to see the Daily Shows, and I didn't get to see the Colbert reports, but they're not getting very glowing reviews. I'm sure. It's uh, all based on writers. But Bill Maher, it was great with the roundtable discussion in real time on HBO. Um, but I tell you what, man, he needed writers, like the monologue. Without a doubt. And no uh, new rules, that kind of stuff. It's absolutely, like, really, really important to have that kind of comedy aspect to it. And I do agree with that. I think the Raiders need to come back, but until they do, Bill Maher, please feel free to use my news. All right, for those of you that don't know, Dubs is trying to get a job as a writer. He's a scab, essentially, doing a monologue on the radio. A man is claiming... uh, A man claiming to be a Catholic priest was caught with over seven pounds of cocaine. Did you hear about this, Epe? No. I don't know how many times these Catholics are going to be associated with blow. I am assuming you're talking about cocaine. Of course. Um, all right, now, I did not hear about this actual story. So it's a, it's a priest... Mm-hmm. And he's busted with seven pounds. Over of, seven pounds. Wow, that's amazing. Now, when you think about it, and the whole idea of, like, priests and those guys being, you know, pure. 
I would like you to talk more about Catholicism and your beliefs on priests. But I got a little more news for you, F.A. A New York club owner is offering an area of his club to be women only. No guys allowed. And uh, because women get really tired of going to clubs and getting hit on by guys, so they'll have a safe haven from guys in the club. Right now, they're rumored to be calling this area the C-section. I don't get it. I don't understand. What what, I don't understand. What, so what? They're pregnant or what? Wordplay, my friend. Uh, all right. So this guy has decided he's going to mm-hmm. separate out men and women because now this has actually become a bit of a movement, like in gyms, because I'm a personal trainer, and they'll have these specific women's sections. These women's sections. That's all about like you know girls going there mm-hmm. so that they don't have to feel like the guys. Are there you go. Like you to talk a little more about that, okay? But we got a little more news for you. Actually, just a a comment. It's news and comments here. Hey, what are the writers on strike and uh, Nicole Richie's baby have in common? I don't know what. They are both have a battle scabs. I, it's a stupid bit. I'm willing to admit that. However, after watching Bill Maher this week, I'm kind of feeling like we need that. We need those bad puns back in... Uh, Back in uh, late night television. Let's mm-hmm. go to Pam. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, guys. How you doing? Sup? Hey, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you all, and I'm getting a kick out of it. The conversation is awesome. But I have a question for you. Sure. Go ahead. Um, you said that the guy that you saw um, when you were in the store, the black guy that was listening to Nickelback, you thought that mm-hmm. was so cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have Nickelback CD in my truck, and I listen to it every morning. And I think that and I love them. I have this CD. I've had Are you a black chick? Yes, I am. Really? All right. Well, then you're cool. I mean, <laughs> how does that make her cool? Just because you, you hate Nickelback, for one. And just because it's a black chick, you could be listening to Arlo Guthrie in there. And just because you're listening to something not regular as a black chick, is going to think you're cool. Because here's the thing, like, but what's regular though? I mean, I mean, a lot of people Luda. these days like a lot of <laughs> a lot of people these days like a lot of different kinds of music. I Anything with barking in the background. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I can say that as okay. a rule, I don't listen to that normally. I mean, but I love like I love Eric Clapton. I loved him for forever. I've loved the Eagles. I love Stevie. Nicks. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm forty one. Forty one. Yeah. I see. But that's the thing. Like. I was prepared, like if she said white person, I was prepared to say loser. But now that I find out that she's a black woman and she likes rock, it's kind of cool to me. And I don't mind if black people like rap, I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it annoys me when white people like Nickelback. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just, unless it's leader of men, that's the only, hey, thank you, Pam, for the phone call. Sad to collect. Okay, thank you, guys. All right, bye-bye. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Dubs will actually play the liner like he's supposed to. We'll give you an update on football, too. It's the hideout. Hefe and Doves, one more segment live on 106.7 WJFK.
the hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The hideout. you guys have a uh, anything goes type situation here? Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. I just read some news. Yeah. It's got me very excited. What would that be? Talk about it in a second. It's a hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Half and dubs are live, wrapping it up. Coming up next, the Big O and Dukes Rewind. Tomorrow, get all the rewinds. Junkies, Don and Mike. We tried to play Guess the Race to give out some prizes, including a pair of tickets to see Cheryl Underwood at the DC Improv, January 17th through the 20th. Tickets available at dcimprov.com. No one won. Yeah, no one guessed the race correctly on all three stories. So we'll give them away to black people, if you'd like. 800-636. Just first black people that call in. Because I'm looking for a black friend. I'm looking for a black friend that would be into Marilyn Manson. Anyone who listened to The Hideout, remember we used to do this thing back on the old show called Mandatory Manson, where, you know, huge Manson fan, and we play Manson songs. And we'd also do the old school jam of the week. Well, Dubs, this is breaking news. Marilyn Manson and Twiggy Ramirez reunite for 2008 tour. Oh. They had split in 2000. He needs something to rejuvenate himself. Yeah, because he got all, like, girly and, like, mm-hmm. basically wrote a blog album. <laughs> but um, they go... You know, we started in music together because we wanted to bring about the apocalypse and we realized we didn't finish. The world could suffer much more if we were together again. And we really wanted to bring back the suffering. Yes! I've been waiting for Manson to come back and really do something cool. That's ironically enough why Dubs and I are together. But he's going to let the way he acts around the house break up the break up the team. <laughs> If you missed the first hour, you'd be able to podcast it on WJFK.com and you find out that Dubs is a really bad roommate. So much so that I've had to begin finding him for improper things that he does around the house. What happened to that, Bill? Oh, there's a copy of it on your bed, too. You'll see that. (laughs) I slip it under your door. Like it's a hotel? Yes. Except there are no... You know what I do with those? I ignore those and (laughs) bolt, too. There are no chocolate kisses on your pillows. That's poop. (laughs) Um, hey, uh, Punani, <laughs> I know, I go ahead, drop some mud. Uh, Punani is there running the board for us. Want to thank him for being around. Also, what's the, hey, you were telling us you got, there's an intern at the station now? now? Former, former intern, uh, he, he was an intern with the junkies and now he's, uh, of course, uh, forced into working on weekends. Hasn't he, didn't even, didn't even touch the board before this weekend and they threw him into the fire. Is hey. he running the board? No, I am. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, we're going to break him in slowly. Oh, I'm going to cool. let him touch the buttons, and then I'm going to kind of creep up behind him. You know what it is. What's right? his name? What's your name, dude? Well, I, I, he's, you know, he's definitely a, a, a brother, a half-brother. I call him Manulo because he looks like he could be a cabana boy. My name is Manny, and uh, I'm half a brother. Half a brother? Half a brother. All right, you get half a prize. You get one ticket <laughs> to go see. Are you, are you a, uh, do you listen to Nickelback? Uh, nah. I mean, I listen to alternative music, not Nickelback. Yeah, because that's that's you know that's pretty. Yeah, it's whack, right? Yeah, it is for the ladies. Uh, what what's your other half? What's the bad half? Uh, MS13, Salvadorian. Oh jeez, I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I didn't don't mean that. Holy Jesus. crap! 
I'll tell you why. Uh, I lived in Alexandria for a while. I lived right around the corner from where the MS-13 uh, finger chopping happened. <laughs> and I remember that next morning just seeing cops all around and everything. I asked uh, one of them what was going on. He told me how a kid got his fingers chopped off by what they believe was MS-13. Hey, man, and I, I no have problems no with problems with them. I think they do wonderful work. <laughs> Whatever uh, they want to do is I, cool. I, you know, they... I, I believe they were just trying to file his nails and got a little overzealous. Yeah. And, uh, Misunderstanding. These yeah. things happen. You know, guys, you know, guys, he is tatted up over here. I mean, he, he, I just noticing his. And they gave him the code of the building? Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. No. So that is the code, MS-13. That's oh. how you get in. Mm, oops. <laughs> uh, so, Manny, what's long term? Is you going to be in radio? Are you going to be a star or what? Um, I'm actually working part-time here at uh, 106, and starting Monday, I'm doing an uh, internship with XM. Fantastic, man. With what uh, station on XM? Um, just like some in general. It's urban programming. I don't know if they're going to give me a certain station, but it's urban programming. No. Well, good, man. Good luck, dude. I appreciate uh, it, man. Thank you. Make sure you stay away from the hideout because we're uh, obviously... Oh, we're career killers, my friend. Yeah. We've even killed our own. So, you know, you want to stay away from here. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Punani, unfortunately, la- uh, you know, got on board with this show, and well, he's in the same place that we were. Mm. All We're all back here on Saturday nights four years later. 800-636-1067. I guess Dub scared away the black people, and they didn't want the tickets to uh, Cheryl Aww. Underwood. So uh, when the stop it, when the show's over, we're gonna go get drunk, right? I'll go uh, have a couple drinks. I got to work tomorrow, because yeah. I have tomorrow off. So tomorrow's my one. I get one day every two weeks off, and so the, the Saturday night I usually really like to get plastered. You know, there's some football games going on. My yeah. Mavericks are playing tonight. Uh, by the way, game tied right now, 7-7 Jacksonville versus New England. Yeah, before we went to break, Jacksonville was up, but now... Um, now New the... England scored, and now they're on the move again. God damn. I is there hate any... that New England. Uh, is there any team that you hate uh, You hate more? No. I don't think there's one in history that I've hated more. Like, not even the Yankees? Or... No. I have no problem with the Yankees. I have no problem with the Irish. I have no problem with any of those quote-unquote dynasty teams that everybody loves, but I have a big problem with New England. I think they've cheated their way into uh, luring great talents over their team, and now they're unstoppable. Yeah, and then I hate, too, that like at first Jacksonville puts up on their website the asterisk, and then they take it down because people made a big deal of it. The team was caught cheating this year. Yeah. I mean, let's not pretend that didn't happen just because they went 16-0. and that doesn't mean they didn't cheat in the beginning of the year. And the years previous. Jesus, you're right. I don't know if there's a team that I hate more than the Pats. And I hate their whole team mentality where... And I, I well, you would because you're only out for yourself. No, that's what my problem is. I think Belichick's out for himself. And he wants everybody to, to think how much of a genius he is. So he's fooled all those players into uh, praising him. You know, I ran across this. We didn't, we actually had this for last week, but I did want to bring it up since you and I are going to be going out drinking. Mm-hmm. And it's the seven things that only make sense when you're drunk. Some guy blogged this. Number seven was drinking crappy beer. Yeah, and, and when, this, when you're drunk, you'll pop open some ice houses and think, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Give me the beast. Yeah. I'm down with it. It's actually not a bad list. Number six, going home with a stranger. That's always a good idea. I'll do that sober. Man, one of the worst things that ever happened to me was a I was so drunk and I had a threesome with two fat chicks. <laughs> like I'm like I'm not even lying to you. Like they were enormous. 
they're bigger than Dubs' new waitress girlfriend. I, I don't have a new girlfriend. But yeah. That girl ain't that big. Oh, man, she's chubby. Yeah. What of it? And, uh, yeah, so, and but, like, the only reason I did that is because I was drunk. That and my other buddy, Shafee, mm-hmm. was in a room with these other, like, he, there were two chicks that, by the way, they were not hot. But they were not fat. So we went up to their room thinking something was going to go on between, you know, like, you know. Yeah. One for each of us. And they both wanted him. So they go into the bathroom all of them together. And I'm like, geez. Well, <laughs> I'm just sitting there out there <laughs> sad. Yeah. I'm like, what floor are the fat girls on? <laughs> I need a little attention. Because hey, I was drunk. It made sense at the time. <laughs> I didn't want to take one for the team. Like, usually the uh, head girl. Odd. Yeah. At that time, you were... I, I was looking a lot more like your new girlfriend. Come on. Number five, eating whatever is put in front of you. That is true when you're drunk. Like, man, I got... First of all, I got no self-control when it comes to just eating. Mm-hmm. But when I'm drunk, it all goes out the door. Like, I'm, I'll I'll intake whatever. It makes no sense. It, like, it really is weird. Like, give me a burger. Give me some pizza. Give me this, you know, the old stuff that's at the back of the fridge. Just something. Yeah, I'll eat anything. I, I, I'm not a person who'll eat mayonnaise or anything with white condiments in it. Mm-hmm. I guess I got drunk real night, uh, real bad one night, and uh, I don't remember doing this, but everybody told me I did. I opened up a, uh, a to go cart carton in the fridge and ate something like some kind of mayonnaise filled ham sandwich <laughs> and a whole pile of sauerkraut who would do that normally yeah i i hate both of those things and i guess i was just so hammered in the middle of the night i opened up the refrigerator door saw to go carton and just hammered it all down number four and seven things that only make sense when you're drunk Whatever the hell it is that drunk guy is saying, that is true. You'll sit there and you'll have a conversation with some drunk guy. Oh yeah. That normally you would never give him the time of day. I I will go to the bar now whenever I want to go watch football, and I usually won't drink just because uh, I have something else going on later that day or something. I don't want to get drunk in the middle of the day. But of course, there are plenty of people there who do want to get drunk in the middle of the day, and they'll be sitting there trying to talk with me about whatever. And I want nothing to do with it. But if I was drunk, too, I think I'd be all about that conversation. But because I haven't had a drop to drink, it well, doesn't that, sound that, like a good idea. That's what number three is, whatever the hell it is you're saying. <laughs> and so you're sitting there, and you're blasted, and you're blathering along. You're that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking you're having a real deep conversation. Number two, getting one last drink. And that is so true. When you're drunk, that makes all the sense in the world. Do get one more. One more for the road. Yeah, well, like, and that one last drink doesn't do anything for you, no, you know, no. other than maybe make you pass out quicker. And because the whole thing is, you want to hold on to that great buzz that you're having. That pushes you, you over the edge. Yeah, and you want it to go even further. And it's never uh, you never get yourself uh, uh, fuzzy navel or something. You know, they'll just kind of maintain you. You always go for the triple shot of tequila. Right. That's just kind of because you know it's your last drink, and you need something that'll get you really. Really toasted. It's going to get you home. Yeah. And then number one, which is pretty obvious, um, you know, drunk dialing an ex. 
I don't think I've ever done that. Actually, drunk dialed. I may have drunk texted people that I have never closed the deal on, trying to close the deal that <laughs> night, which never works out. I've no. never been able to close the deal when I'm drunk doing that. But uh, yeah, I've never actually drunk dialed an ex. I've never done that either. I've really never cared to. I I used to be a big drunk dialer and texter, but I make sure. I, I have it beaten into my brain so much, even though when I'm drunk and I want to do that, I just throw my phone somewhere where I can't find it and I won't do it. Would you ever, like, drunk text your ex who left you for another guy, like, mean things? No. Really? No, I don't, I don't even drunk text or nice things right. or indifferent things. Good for you, man. That's actually really good for you. Uh, 800-636-1067. So that's just something to keep in mind on a Saturday night. Or even as you're sitting there playing your video games with that bottle of McMaster's in between <laughs> your legs, just sad, knowing that you're going to do at least three of those later on this evening. Um, don't. It's not a good idea. Oh, hey, we're going to start this video blogging thing coming oh, yeah. up on WJFK.com. Just want to let you guys know about that. And I, our idea, the whole reason we're back on WJFK, and I want to thank CK for this, is to help give us demo tapes and to you know, keep fresh in the air, but it's to get another job. So our, I, the idea that I had was to video blog for a job. So, like, we're going to, it's going to chronicle. And I wish we had done this the moment we had gotten let go from Orlando. Mm-hmm. Clear we would channel. have a nice little uh, documentary going if we did. Yeah, I wanted to document our attempts to gain full-time employment. Because, unfortunately, we're in a field that is dying, and that is FM talk radio. Although we're doing our best to transition to AM talk radio. Mm. Jane Drove. Yeah, it's fantastic. It really is good. But I, I want to do it where, like, you know, our side of the phone calls with our agents, like, give out the call letters and stations that we're trying to attempt to gain employment with. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like, really chronicle it. I wanted to do that, you know, when we went on some of these test shows, but I didn't have a, we didn't video, have, yeah, we a tape didn't recorder. Have the, the stuff. But now we do. I think it would be really cool. I think it would be fun. People would like to watch um, the heartache that is trying to get full-time radio employment. I'll tell you what, there there would have been some gold moments before, and I think there's some gold moment, moments in the future with this search. Um, a lot of breakdowns. Like <laughs> us coming back to D.C. and doing a decent test week, but unzipped getting the job over us, Oof. and that making us totally reevaluate where we were in our careers, then getting the opportunity to go to New York, and pretty much solidifying that job only to have that station get flipped to rock. And then the fact that we were up for mornings in Atlanta but really didn't try hard. Yeah, because we thought we're we doing were... New York next week and yeah. we're like, oh, we're preoccupied with that. Because we thought we were going to New York. What a bunch of idiots we are. <laughs> and you could have seen the ride. We didn't have a video camera. Well, now we got a video camera. Of course, our careers... 13 months too late. Uh, always one step behind, Hefan Dubs. Mm-hmm. We're going to start video blogging. Oh, Jesus. What's the point? Excellence and no execution. <laughs> I know. All right. Thank you to Punani. Thank you to our black friends who listen to Nickelback calling. Thank you to everybody who found the hideout again. We're back 6 to 9. Why is this thing? Oh, there we go. Mike wouldn't stay, stay in front. 
And uh, thanks to Manny, who I got nothing but good things to say about. Mm-hmm. He's my new black friend in MS-13, and I think it's great. Yeah. He'll take Wonderful you club there. Got a network, though. It's all about networking, and that's the that's place to start. Dubs, are we good? We started off the show a little rocky because you owe me $67 worth of stuff that you did wrong at the house. You good? I'm good. That plus the other 67 you owe me before, so I need 150 by Saturday. Otherwise, it's 10% of that for every week. But whatever. I mean, we're still friends, so it's still all good. You think that I'm going to pay you when I don't pay Visa? Goddamn better. <laughs> all right, my friends. We'll see you next Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Hideoutradio.com for all the information you need on the show. Takes you to every web page you need, all the podcasts, all that fun stuff. No post-show podcast. We're going to have an update on that coming up uh, very soon. Uh, until next time, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. Five thousand. I, five thousand.